At Metro by T-Mobile, there's not a yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, and no surprises. We don't even hide what the lawyers make us say. We put it first. When we say no price hikes, we mean when you join Metro, your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data. Our only exclusions are for limited time promos, free as charges, and third-party services. Nada yada yada means wireless without the gotcha. Only at Metro. All right, folks, you already know what time it is. Welcome back to the show. I am Laquita Lumpkins. <laughs> and I am Shakari Richardson. This is The Read. Thanks for coming back. That it is. Excellent black people. <gasps> Speaking of which, black excellence is oh a thing God. that we do on this podcast. How wow, look at that. So, <laughs> like, interesting. Alignment. Um, so Black Excellence this week goes out to a couple of people. First, a very smart, successful young lady by the name of Cassidy Parnell. She is a senior in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. She attends Tara High School and she's valedictorian of her class. She's got a 4.1 GPA and she's earned $4.5 $4.5 million in scholarships. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> She's been accepted to uh, 106 different schools. <laughs> She's gotten four full rides and 13 presidential wow. scholarships. Wow. Uh, oh, Jesus. 106 schools. Wow. 106 schools begging. <laughs> Um, so I want to mention her and say congratulations. It says here, uh, that she was dual enrolled between high school and, uh, community college. So just working her behind off, Mm -hmm. she lives for her computer science classes. So, um, maybe she'll be building something fun that can save black people from earth. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if she was an international baccalaureate student where, you do that dual enrollment, and then when you finish high school, you already have like a year of college done. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised at all. That's what I guessed, too. Yeah, she's probably one of those. Sounds incredibly smart. Go off, little girl. Also, congratulations to one Issa Rae, who is the first person ever to receive a key to the city of Inglewood. Yay! And they then put the like side by side, side by side <laughs> of her and right. this D. Yeah. <laughs> Which was so funny. <laughs> Gaggy. Um, and Aaron Jackson is the first black woman to win Olympic speed skating medal. Ew, 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 ew. Did you see that she... I love your nerves. She, she just started skating like six years ago. And? I'm just saying, like, this lady <laughs> she literally... Went. Like, she... <laughs> Like she literally was like, "Oh, let me go to the local rink one day," and now, this, and now she's gold won medal, an Olympic medal, yeah, gold. <laughs> wow, what can we not do? Honestly, <laughs> nothing. That is an incredible talent. I was just that story made my heart so happy. I also wanted to once again say to the actor Nika King, who plays 
Rue's mom on Euphoria. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ma'am, I had an excellent conversation with my mother after I saw this last <laughs> episode. That energy. Ugh. I love it. That fight for your kid. Mm-hmm. If only all kids knew it. So, yeah. Bless you, ma'am, for bringing that to life ever so uh, beautifully and expertly. And shout out to the rest of the cast as well. Um, especially Miss Storm Reed. I can't wait to see her playing Riley on The Last of Us, which you would know about if you played the game. Um, I was about to get that very wrong again, so never mind. Yep. <laughs> I was. I felt it. In the game. <laughs> That's not what that game. Um, but no, The Last of Us, you, isn't that violent? Isn't that not for me? Yeah. Yeah. Not. See, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not opening that. But it's also heartfelt and it's full of so much charm. In between the blood and this, no, and no, no, that is one. not, there isn't any charm in that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for me. I'm Love. so sorry. Nope. Mm-mm. Okay. You know what's love? The Steven Universe game. That is love. Which one? The one on the phone. Oh, the one that they refuse to port over to the Nintendo Switch? Oh, I mean... <laughs> not true, Rolly. <laughs> that game was so fun. Now, that was a good time. This other, this Last of Us, mm-mm. No, that's not for me, and you know it. Well, more be for us. Hey, y'all, we all know Crocs are known for comfort, but they're really stepping up their game when it comes to personalization. The truly iconic classic clogs and slides are available in tons of colors, and they're just waiting to be personalized with a collection of gibbets. The charms you all know and love that you see lots of people pop into the holes in the front of their Crocs to give it, you know, your own unique flair and fun. Thank you to Crocs for actually sending me over a pair of my own Crocs that I'm excited to add some gibbets to because I see on the website they have some Avatar The Last Airbender charms. So those are going to be the first ones that I stick on the front of these shoes. And there's like a lot that really speak to my nerd heart on here. So this is probably going to be my next rabbit hole. Here we go. Be sure to head to Crocs.com to explore all the latest styles and gibbets charms. That's C-R-O-C-S dot com. Go get some Crocs. Or if you already have some, which you probably do, go get some gibbets. Let's get back to the show. Hey guys, this week's episode is being brought to you by Squarespace. You know something I think I've been craving? I'm really craving a directory uh, style website that sort of serves as a where are they now for some of my favorite memes and viral sensations, such as Sharkeisha. Um, Sharkeisha, you know. And I feel like someone out there, one of you wonderful people can make that happen using Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. But Squarespace is incredibly easy to build a website that has everything you need right out the gate and looks great, feels great, and is like also easy to modify and customize and update and add features to. I even got my mom to use Squarespace for her personal website. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I would really like to speak to Scarlett from Scarlet Takes a Tumble and, you know, various other people who kind of helped me through my blogging era or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe. So... 
If you have it on your heart to create that kind of website and you want to know where to begin, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Let them know we sent you. Let's get back to the show. Moving on to, uh, we're going to do our pop culture segment. You guys know that we do the pop culture on here. So we will be doing our hot tops after. What? We do. I forgot that I'm in public and I actually should not have done that. Mm, mm. We do. Keep your Now, I guarantee you that that phone is going to ring in like two seconds and they're going to be like... Your hotel? Yeah. They're going to... Sir? Is everything okay? Do you need an early checkout? Sounds like a murder. (laughs) Um, All right. So, girlies, welcome back. We're here to talk about the ultimate ultimate, ultimate, ultimate. event in sports and ball and game. The Super Bowl happens, girlies. It did indeed. And here we are on the other side of things. The Los Angeles Rams defeated, ever so narrowly, the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. Narrow's the other one? No, that you had it right. Then why did you look at me like that, like I said something wrong? Because it's just a matter of time, but please continue. <laughs> This is why you're not going to make it into heaven. <laughs> and I hope that we get to the gate at the same time and I get to walk past you. I hope you do. Anyways. Too. That would be funny as hell. <laughs> so, yes, the Rams uh, indeed won. And I can, I will say that I I, I am not surprised. Um, because, you know, the Ram, the sheep are, are flock animals. And so togetherness and teamwork is just a part of their uh, behavior anyway. Mm. And their intelligence and memory is also uh, quite underestimated a bit. Well, you know, the tiger is quite arrogant, does its own thing, kind of, you know, likes to hunt and, and, and do its own. It kind of works in packs if there's something to get out, out, out of it, like food or pussy or if it has like, it's like a mom. Oh, okay. So, yeah. You know, I once again rooting for the underdog was like, gotta give it to the, the LA Rams. They did their thing. They were in their city. Man, the amount of 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 tackle and um as well as the Cooper Cup and Cooper Bowl and um Wow Sacks a plenty. And the fact that the it took place on firm grass in a firm place with firm people is really the magic that takes place here and so congratulations to the girlies you pulled it off great to see so much power in the running Mm -hmm. as well as the receiving and the uh, kicking field goal as well as down yes those did happen you're not wrong any questions? Because I did done. you what did you um think when Odell went out? You know, it was sad to to hear uh and witness 
the injury. Oh yeah, you watched. Of, I'm sure, of course, you watched. Yeah, definitely. I heard first because I went to the restroom at the moment that it took place, and the girls were like, "Oh no!" And then I said, "What?" And then I returned. And that is what I witnessed. Mm-hmm. And it was just really heartbreaking. But then at the same time, you know, the doll kicked things off in a spectacular way. First touchdown of the game was hers. And so it's like, you know, to really to really bring the children into uh, what is a spectacular energy on a firm piece of grass in a firm place with firm people mm-hmm. for L.A. and your best friend Drake. You know, it 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 bittersweet. Bittersweet. I'm sure that it's not the way that the doll wanted it to go, but we're here for her. Next question. Um, I have to ask about uh, Eli Apple. What did you think, you know, with all of the talk that's been going on about him over the past few weeks um, and then his performance in the game itself? I just would love to hear your opinion on that. You know, the thing about Eli Apple is that that name, you're never going to live up to it because the apple is just once a day, it keeps the doctor away. And so we had like a lot of uh, a lot riding on that. And I'm sure there's a lot of pressure that goes into it as well. So regardless of disappointment or not, you really have to give it to just perseverance. Um, and if it isn't what, what you know you need to take you uh, past the finish line, as it were, then, you know, God's got you and there's prayer and it works. So you thought Next he, question. I I'm 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 not entirely sh- Did you think he did a good job? In no. The, you didn't. Okay. What would, no. what what do you think he needs to focus on for next season? I told you prayer as well as <laughs> forgiveness of self and those who who don't wish you well. Okay. And possibly arrogance. <laughs> okay. Arrogance. Hubris. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, the only other player I really, I think, have a vested interest in is is Aaron Donald. And it was, yeah, yeah so nice to see him um, get mm-hmm. a ring. Do you think he's going to retire or is he coming back? Um. Well, here's the thing. I don't like to discuss my husband too much on the program oh. because I don't want you guys to think that I'm biased. Interesting. Okay. Do I think that he'll be coming back? We've discussed it. The possibilities are great. Um, and we'll just have to see in the future, girls. Don't want to spoil any surprises, but what I will say is get into it. Mm. Okay. My most valuable player, two sacks, four quarterback pressures, four goddamn tackles. The way that he flung Joe Burrow's ass around on that fourth and one, like he was the baby's goddamn security guard. Aaron Donalds, get into it. King. And God among men, and the way that he could snap me in half yeah. like a twig. Good. Like a glow. Like stick. a kit cat bar. That's right. And and you would Amen. I would ask for more. Okay. Um <laughs> That's been Kid Fury Sports Shorts Girlies. You're welcome, as always. What a game. So much running and and athleticism and things and of that and blue and yellow looks nice together as well so 
congratulations to Los Angeles. The traffic and shit was worth it. I hope that you girls had a great time. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you were there with the rest of the celebrities. You were probably in a in a box somewhere just, you know, drinking and trying to avoid the cameras and having a, a good time with your peers. Totes met Beyonce, hung out with Blue. Mm-hmm. It was a great time. You and Issa were probably in the same box. Just, you know it. Giggling and laughing like <laughs> the, the old friends that you are. So. Tapping champagne, being besties. Yeah, it looks like a fun time. So I'm happy for you. Is the uh, is the halftime performance not part of this or? Oh well, girl, we are done with sports shorts now. Oh, okay. Hot tops. Okay, great. Well, so in our hot tops, um, let's just start with the halftime. Ba da ba 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 da ba ba ba. Okay. The joy of halftime. halftime. Get it? Because halftime's Pepsi and. I do. The, yep. No, I got it immediately. Yep. This is why they say that I'm um that nigga who lives next to um the Boondocks, who lives next to the Freenans. What's the name of their neighbor? I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Not not uh not Uncle. Did you Ruckus. watch? The, no, not him. Who lives? Of course, the black I guy who it. married who's married to the white oh, woman. Oh, Tom. Lives, lives, Tom. Yes. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why everybody calls me Tom because I randomly break that? out into shit. People, no, the girls. No, they do not. <laughs> okay, so oh, God, Tom Dubois. <laughs> yes. I love how that just remember when the his last name for bougie niggas. Right. It's just remember like... when um, Usher um, bagged his wife, and then he. Uh, went on the most misogynistic <laughs> journey mm-hmm. to learn how to get her back. Yeah, I do. Through a pimp named Slipback. There was a lot going on there. I saw that they're not doing the reboot anymore, and I was like, that's probably for the best. It probably is. Yeah, yeah. with Granddad gone and Regina King going through a lot, like, let's just leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah. They could make a video game. I keep seeing them posting little, like, what pixelarty things that look like they're based on a video game. Are inspired by a game. Okay, okay. So I wouldn't be mad at some at something like, but that's because I just play video games a hell of a lot. Yeah, go ahead and throw it up on Apple Arcade and not switch it over to the fucking Nintendo or anywhere else that we could play it because that's what y'all do. Yeah, why not? So, um, Dr. Dre was the halftime headliner, Dr. Dre and Friends or whatever, and. Mm-hmm. You know, I realized early on that these things were more fun for me when I didn't know all these people business. When I was yep. younger, probably cared less. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. A lot more fun. Either way, it was a pretty decent show. I did enjoy watching Snoop Dogg Crip Walk over and over again, um, as did the crowd. Yeah. Um, that but was really fun. I enjoyed... Um, the memes that came from 50 Cent hanging like a bat. <laughs> I, I guess that was to recreate the, the video. video. Yeah, I figured that pretty immediately. But I also knew that you niggas was going to be on his ass immediately. Good. He on everybody else's all <laughs> the goddamn time. Listen, I was not finna say nothing because 50 Cent is a horrible person. So <laughs> although I may not condone it, I'm gonna just step to the side and let y'all beat his ass. <laughs> yeah, that one's not my business. <laughs> not, not my business. He didn't even, like, when watching it, he didn't even seem uncomfortable or anything. <laughs> but no, he didn't. Obvi- 
in the freeze frame of it. Yes, it's hilarious. Right. Um, Mary J. Blige, inventor Woo! of the over-the-knee boot, possibly oh just overall consultant on thighs. Oh, my you know, God. Mary. <laughs> Ooh, the look. She looked fantastic. <laughs> the boot. The legs, the, the hat, okay, the hair, the hair, all of it, all of it. Oh, Even when she did uh, no more drama, niggas was mad. I was like, no, please give it to us. Like, why were they mad? I guess because no more drama is not really, you know, fun or upbeat. Maybe doesn't match us. It is upbeat. I mean, it's like it's it's not like it's a- not cheerful. It's not like a You can party. literally dance to no more drama. I mean, you can dance to just about anything Mary done put out, but I definitely saw criticisms of like, mm, that doesn't really fit with the vibe. But I think everybody... I thought it did. I mean, when I tell you I was over here getting my fucking life, like, yes. I didn't know till after the Super Bowl entirely when I logged back on to the internet that people... That people like right. Because I was like, um, it's hella, like, abusers up here, probably some sexual assault going on, and I'm trying Snoop to... got an accusation right now. That's what I was, like, literally, I was about to say, well, at least Snoop is unproblematic. No, pal. A, a lawsuit or allegation or something came out, like, right before the game. So, I was like, li- I'm literally just trying to enjoy myself here. I know that all these people are you know allegedly horrible or have been proven to be horrible or whatever like i'm just trying to enjoy myself kendrick's fucking set was nah what i like i i really i lost my voice partly after that halftime show that is how much of a good ass time i had i thought that um kendrick (laughs) kendrick seemed like he was doing it for free. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he, that nigga is, yeah. he just, he performed like everyone else just, it, it, I don't know, man. Like everyone else just kind of was like very clearly in the moment and like performing. But it was mm-hmm. like the way that you performed. They clearly rehearsed. They yeah. knew where they were going. Right. And it was like good but that mm-hmm. nigga literally came out of nowhere like your younger sibling that came to the party with oh, yeah. you and you didn't know that they were in the back of the car or something like that and got drunk even though they shouldn't have and is now dancing on top of like the coffee table like he literally had yep. the just great energy I loved the setup of that I think he was my favorite um I will say that <sighs> <laughs> Dr. Dre pissed me off when he started playing that piano because it's very specific, deep Kid Fury cut. I thought that when he started playing that, he started playing a song by DeVarge. A oh dream. my God, okay. <laughs> I sing that, I sing Mary's cover of that song to myself constantly. Got you. Constantly. Mm-hmm. 
Because it came out in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a childhood thing for me. It thinks, I think it's one of my favorite full song covers ever. I fucking, the only reason that I can still listen to it is because I have the goddamn Money Talk soundtrack and uploaded it onto my fucking computer and iPod ages ago because you can't even stream it anymore. It is good. So when he started playing that goddamn song, I was like, holy black fuck, is Mary going to sing? A dream. Mm-hmm. And then they went into like some other. Still, still song. Dre. Yeah. Yes. I was <laughs> livid. <laughs> livid. Livid. Oh, <laughs> I man. was so I mean, pissed. I, I think the rest of us probably picked up on it pretty quickly, but I can see how you and the and the aunties was probably irate behind that. Like, how dare I mean, y'all? I know a million people have like sampled that song or that beat or that part of it or whatever, but I was like, what? Mary's right there. Anyways, mm-hmm. that pissed me off. And then, you know, um, of course I had to bring out, um, their white friend and he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, he performed, the girls enjoyed it. He did lose yourself, which is like, it's like straight people's. Um, unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. <laughs> Please, it like has the same energy, <laughs> like the way yeah. white straight white girls love that they get revved up. The blank rage for you. You gotta lose yourself. It's the same shit. Yeah. So it's like obviously that excited people. I saw Anderson Pac was playing the drums for him. He was fucking ear to ear grinning, getting his life. So he clearly enjoys that song as well. He was for once, or at least this time, not dressed like the wolf in swing shift Cinderella because Bruno was not there. So we got to see the nigga (laughs) dress like he's of this era. And that was also refreshing. Yeah. Um, It was good though. The details really made it for me. Um, like all of Kendrick's dancers having that blonde hair and the same beard mm-hmm. and everything. And when Snoop came out, sea walking, all of all of his dancers was wearing like the exact Khakis. same. Yes, yeah, like it was like and it just was so <laughs> perfect down to the converse. I was yeah. like, it is just so good. Like no stone left unturned and the details really matter a lot to me. So I had a <laughs> great time. I really enjoyed it. I it did. was good. It was. I didn't give a solid (laughs) fuck about that Neil, and I want you to understand that (laughs) to the. And I want you to understand that to the core of me. The girls who truly were who who seemed to be moved by that. Oh no! You know what? I'm gonna let you have that because what do we have? Never mind. I didn't say anything. Who who thinks that that? What does that really do? What does Eminem kneeling during the halftime show even really mean? Like, what does that mean for me as a actual nigga living my everyday life in this country? Like it, and and I did not even see it. I was just <coughs> there was a lot anything. going. Yeah, there was a lot going on for me that night. And so, he did lose herself or whatever, and then he got down on one knee. And at first, I was like, "Oh, is he tired?" And then I realized, like, "Oh, he's kneeling because okay. football or whatever." Uh, but I thought we were past. But I was like, "Girl, past of past course, past. like the white like." I'm not gagging by someone who has like a clear obligation to blackness and black culture and music doing like the bare minimum in there we go furthermore that 
that does not strike fear or anything in anybody at the NFL anymore. <laughs> the, yeah. the big wigs at the NFL were like, yeah, let the honk and kneel if he wants to. <laughs> like, that, like, you, it, it's Nobody a packed cares. house. No yeah. one cares. <laughs> right. Like, so... It's the last it was like game cute. of the season. So it's like this isn't All right. <laughs> All right. I didn't I did not expect that to be anything, really. So it wasn't. And it wasn't. Right. Exactly. But overall, overall yeah, my old ass had a good ass time. It was a good time. Um, Gen X and the millennials have been arguing about it since Sunday. Which one is X? Is X the younger, the youngest? Who's, no. Who's, Gen X is them, the one right them niggas is? born in the 60s and 70s, like mid-60s. Oh, pre-boomer? I don't know how No, no, goes. no. They're after the boomers. Gen X is like, was born in the So boomers. why we don't get a letter? <laughs> we do. Are we Y? <laughs> yes. Millennials are Gen Y. They're just called millennials. Oh, well, I like millennial better. Yeah, I mean, same. But it's <laughs> been a y lot of... Stupid arguing because gen x is like oh well those were our artists all of the artists on stage were gen x except for kendrick. no the fuck they weren't yeah they were they are all gen x except for kendrick <laughs> i mean gen x aged yeah yeah and, and but i'm like but their music literally came out when millennials were coming when we were age. alive right and i just and and i don't see why it can't be both why can't it just be like, I feel like. Oh, shut the fuck up. Are we serious? Are <laughs> yes. Yes. Niggas have been really arguing. Like people have been going back and forth <laughs> about this. We and I'm like, just have a good time. Do, <laughs> do y'all understand Gen X and millennials that all you niggas are old and it really boils down to being fucking old? Kendrick was the only one who even performed a song that came out in the last decade. You're all old. This argument is stupid. Who gives a fuck if the show was for millennials? But it sounds like they're trying to claim it. Yeah, they're like, they're like, they're not obviously everybody, but there are people who are deep in their feelings because it was like, wow, millennials really got a, a throwback to high school years and blah, blah, blah with this halftime show. You know what would have been your team? Gen X was like, how dare you? And it's like, oh, calm down. Gen X? You know what would have been your team? Don't if they would have performed a dream by DeBarge <laughs> like I fucking I wanted you them to. Say it. <laughs> Mad me. Like, I wanted to hear your goddamn music. If it had been a bunch of music from the late 80s or something, then fine. But I, I also did not think the the argument was even worth having because, like, yeah, we know how old these artists are, and we also know when these songs came out, which was like the late 90s, early 2000s, and who cares? All y'all niggas are old. Go take some ginkgo and do something for your joints. Go stretch, nigga. Oh, that was triggering. <laughs> I... <laughs> That's a silly and confusing thing to argue about. Um, Don't put it past the internet. What else happened? Whoopi Goldberg is back on The View after getting chopped for a little while for oh, saying yes. that the Holocaust wasn't about race. <laughs> Did you hear about that? I did, but I did not understand it, so I left it alone. It's not because I didn't that think it was. Either. I thought it was about ethnicity, but I left it alone because it's a lot of stuff about like pissing off Jewish people that I don't want to get into, and I'm never trying to upset nobody or invalidate their experience. So I was just like, y'all got it. Yeah, but that wasn't her point anyway. She was like. 
from the clip that I saw, she says that, you know, it's not about, it wasn't about race, it's not about race. And after Joy's like, well, what was it about? She said it's about man's inhumanity to man. Oh, no. Okay, that is wrong. And it was like, <laughs> no. No, that isn't it. It was definitely, it was anti-Semitic girl. It wasn't just random that it yeah. was, that it happened to the Jews. That is When that Hitler and the girls were rounding people up. Yeah. It was they came up much... there and were like, so the concentration camps are all ready. What do you, who do you want to fill them with? The girls it were like, mm, man. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was the Jews. Okay. It's very that, specific. That is wrong. Yeah. Ooh. It, it felt like, Yikes. it felt like she was going for this like deep poetic like Mm-mm. larger than nope nope no nope. and it's like no not with this nope. not here and those ain't your people that's not your yeah also ethnic group so right yeah. just try that's why as soon as i started i was like don't really know what happened there but not finna mind <laughs> Leave Jewish that people right business. There. yep yep right yeah. there i'm not mad at that not finna do yeah that. well she's made her return and uh you know, everyone over at ABC and The View seemed to be okay with it. It didn't seem like uh, it was like it's malicious. It just yeah. seemed like a silly thing that she said. Yep. And probably didn't express herself the way that she needed to or wanted to. And so all is is fair. But yeah. she does. Uh, she has vowed to continue having difficult. Oh conversations Lord, please. <laughs> on the show i, mean, I won't it's say the that again view. they always someone all every single year or a few times a year one of yeah. them gets into hot water for saying something spicy i'm just glad megan mccain isn't on the okay show. i was about to say let's get into the number of times megan mccain said something that pissed off niggas and still right. sat her ass up there and still sat there <laughs> saying the same dumb shit repeatedly so Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean there there may be a double standard, but there usually is for us. But I can't defend Whoopi. Yep. I can't defend Whoopi saying that it was just about violence against men in general. Like, oh no, man, no, humanity to man. Okay, Zordon. No, there's a lot <laughs> like, of that, but that ain't this. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty specific hatred yeah. in this case. And that's so, something that's that not. everybody knows. So that's interesting that she chose to say that. Why would you even? Like, I don't know. What? I would have never said spicy that. Spicy about the Holocaust. Girl, <laughs> what? Never said that. <laughs> never. And you're so right. Like, how are you going to try and invalidate somebody else's um, experience? That's the thing. Like, if some white person was like, mm, I just feel like slavery was about, you know. Stop right there. <laughs> it's getting stop right there because I don't care what you thought it was about, bitch. Don't say that. Please don't sit here and tell me. Oh, well, any, it could have been anyone who was enslaved. Mm, it was no. just about labor and building up the the new country and blah, blah, blah. Like, girl, y'all stole Africans. Y'all enslaved Africans. Like, it w- if it was any damn body, then that would have been a whole different conversation. But it's not. And the ramifications of that are still present today. So it's really wild that Whoopi didn't see that. <laughs> but she had some time to think about it when she was at home. So maybe she gets it now. <laughs> Bless her heart. You said, you said that like a guidance counselor or a principal. Yeah. Come on, Abbott Elementary. <laughs> oh, Quinta. If y'all need a school counselor, call me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The way oh. I would absolutely kill it. Oh my God. <laughs> I will move to Los Angeles. 
Oh. And drop out of school. My. No, I won't do that. Don't do that. I won't drop like, out. But I will I will go shoot. For the, I'm obsessed with Abbott. I know everybody is, but I really am. I would shit. <laughs> I would shit. If you were like Oh yeah. A smart mouthed oh, yeah. weed smoking <laughs> heart of gold guidance counselor. Oh, not this like, being like my real life <laughs> just, it's just me Woo. okay you know what I just got too excited and I'm gonna move on before yeah. I disappoint myself what else happened Rihanna's super pregnant they asked her about it she gave an excellent and very, this woman is a billionaire for a reason what well, because... all I saw was when she said she wanted a cheeseburger <laughs> <laughs> she was at her Fenty Fenty Beauty Universe event in LA, still showing off that belly and stuff and said that she's enjoying pregnancy and enjoying not having to cover up her tummy. She said, if I feel a little chubby, it's like, whatever, it's a baby. <laughs> I exactly. I read that. But I love, well, the reason I said that she's rich for a reason is because she says, right now being pregnant, some days you just feel like, oh, I just want to lay here on this couch all day. But when you put on a little face and a little lipstick, you transform. Uh, okay. You better sell your products, bitch. <laughs> I'll take it from you and I will take your word for it. <laughs> Mom was like, sometimes you just feel blah. But then I put on this full coverage concealer yep. by Fenty Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Along with like, my Fenty Lip Gloss Bomb Deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> and my brand new Fenty Body Lava. The oh, glow's yeah. unspeakable. Like, mm-hmm. I love this woman. Yeah. Good for her. Sierra and Russell Wilson swiftly, and I mean swiftly, punched it <laughs> out of the Super Bowl party <laughs> when Future took the stage <laughs> this past weekend. So... Drake hosted a Super Bowl party at the Pacific Design Center in West Hollywood, and uh, Sierra and her hubby were in mm-hmm. attendance. I mean, kind of shocked that they didn't think Future was going to be at perform at this <laughs> Drake thing. But right. either way, TMZ caught them on the way out, and in the I'm talking about in the background, all you hear is Drake introing him. Uh, so, wow. <laughs> like. The beat for fuck up some comma starts as mama mm-hmm. gets in the car. So mm-hmm. they were tipped mm-hmm. off right on time and yep. said, nope. <laughs> I love it. Let's get right the fuck on up out of here. And honestly, I loved it. I loved it. They both looked fan-fucking-tastic. Truly not even bothered, honestly. They were just like, oh, well, that's it for us then. <laughs> like, yep. like, they don't have nowhere else to go. Drake's party is one of many stops, I'm sure, like, for Sierra and Russell Wilson. A million things to do. They're rich and famous. Like, Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought it was wonderful. I definitely saw niggas being like, ah, Russ can't take the heat. Russ don't want to be face-to-face with Future. I'm like, First of all, future, <laughs> future. I'm certain 30 percent of future's blood is actually lean. Future, do not look like he really want to see Russell Wilson in no hand to hand combat. I don't believe that at all. But additionally, why would these people who are married and have children and jobs and images to uphold and all that? Why would they want to stay someplace 
where the potential for drama is so much higher than it would be otherwise. Like, why That's wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they just be like, okay, you know what? Nope, I can see that this is going to be messy. And as mature, responsible adults, we're going to leave before it can get messy, before it can get ugly, before it can turn into like the shade room. Let's just leave. Suck toes. If them niggas would have stayed there, all that would have happened was that somebody would have been recording them as they're on stage yep. and y'all would have just pieced that shit together and the started making time. assumptions about how Russell feels with that or how Sierra feels with that. So since you're going to make assumptions anyway, you might as well make them while we make our fucking exit, bitch. Like, yep. what do y'all want? Are you serious? They want niggas Please. to fight. Calm down. <laughs> exactly. Like, you want all this drama for these people that you don't know. And, like, at the end of the day, like, you want mm-hmm. <laughs> what's, like, no. bad for them. We're going still right having back a good home time to gossiping. our children. We are right. Right. <laughs> and when we walk in the door, future is going to be like, Papa Russ. <laughs> and that's going to be the real gag. <laughs> <laughs> um... Speaking of toxic exes, Nick Cannon has reminded us that he makes music uh, this Valentine's Day mm-hmm. with a new single called Alone. Nope. Unfortunately, he used this reminder uh, as an opportunity to create a song where he's, I guess, opining over his lost love with Mariah Carey. I don't even know how to word this. It's like (laughs) literally a broken-hearted Valentine's Day love song where he samples Mariah's music and voice and then makes a whole song about how he wants her back. But that basically... (laughs) he. I will read you some lyrics. Would oh, you like some lyrics? Please. Of course you Please would. do. Yes, would love it. I say I'm cool when I know I miss it. I'd trade it all for the case. If I lo- if I could have you back, if I could go back to where we started at. As much as I want you back, it's probably better where you at. Because oh, yeah. I'm still running the streets. Yeah. I'm still all in the sheets. Yeah. Having babies, models, and singers, and actresses saying they pregnant by me. Yep. You are doing all He that. goes on to say that he knows she has a man. He's trying to keep his distance. All of this other shit. I'm like... What? Are we sick and shutting in, um, Nick? Because I, I mean, maybe we need to. Because... This isn't... He might need to just, like, talk to someone. Because, girl... I'm thinking, like, all of these brand new baby mamas must be sitting back like... This nigga. I mean, maybe they don't care. Maybe Them they're know the aware. Damn deal. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like, yeah. why would you? What was the point of this? Did you think Mariah was gonna be like, oh, well, let me leave my man and go back to somebody who done had like seven has, other children since we broke up, like seven or eight kids since we we've separated? Yeah, no, I'm not. Why would I? Talking about it's probably better where you at. You know it is. Cause she ain't over there Probably? trying to figure. Right? She ain't over there trying to figure out how to visit nine different households and keep up with all them fucking children. What? She ain't got none of the drama that you have going on. None of the conflict. None of the worries about scheduling and and baby mamas and birthday parties and recitals. She don't have to do none of that. She has her <laughs> twins at her house 
and you and your shit. Like, it's not like you can go back and control alt delete all them children that you made. So this just seems like you you did this for the benefit of whom exactly? What was this for? It reminds me of when Robin Thicke put out that album trying to get Paula Patton back. Oh my God. And not only did it not work, the shit flopped entirely. It was like his worst album ever. And she was still like not answering the phone, white boy. That was so abusive. It was like, it's weird, right? It's like, what are you doing? I forgot all about that album. He named it after her. Oh my gosh. We share children. Creep show. You could just send me a text message. Trying to trying to do it through music is not going to get me the same Mariah Carey who sued a man for wasting her time and won. <laughs> Are you kidding? Leave Mariah Carey the fuck alone. <laughs> Leave her alone. You don't talk to her. You don't touch her. And you don't look at her. <laughs> Nick, honestly, no. bro. No, no. You have to get it off your chest. I wish you would have gotten it off your chest to a therapist instead or just like... Yep. I, he has to have one. I'm assume, I'm going to assume that he has one. Like, mm. this is like... Mm. I don't think I, so. I'd like to... i like to just... Because out here... <laughs> I really don't think so. Who do you think you are to have as many problems as, as is like people who... No, like, not even any specific person. If you... More money, you got more problems. You have more issues, more businesses. Mm-hmm. More like you're a busy individual. Who yeah. do you think that you are <laughs> to have as much work as you do, as many children as you do, as much shit as you have to do, and not have a therapist, my nigga? Right. Stop. When this. people who work at Trader Joe's have therapists and do and should, mm-hmm. like, who do you think that you are? Yeah, no, you definitely need the them. regular regular girls need them and have them, and you know, in many cases, in most cases, I think swear yeah. by them. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't tell by behavior whether somebody has a therapist because a lot of people be out here wilding and in therapy every exactly because you have a lot of shit to work through and that's your process and that's exactly. Fine. But I. Mm. I just something about me doubts it. Like if he has one, it's a relatively new relationship. I just doubt it. But maybe, Joe. Stranger things. Also, have some people go back and forth. You know. Oh yeah, people, people don't always go consistently. Consistently, yeah. Because yeah. me, once a week. Listen, minimum at least. <laughs> I never miss my appointment with that lady. I will reschedule anything but therapy. Anything. So, so I don't, I can't relate. If you are not talking to somebody. Please do. You better get started. Yeah, please. Because like you said, you can never really tell based on somebody's behavior. Because Nick could absolutely have a therapist in his next session. (laughs) Nick will be like, so I heard the song. Um, (laughs) Not surprised he didn't mention it or say anything about it. But let's talk about some of these lyrics. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be surprised, but either way, like, there's something going on. There's something going on. Yeah. And wish you the best. Don't work but through don't it, though. Work through write it. Write weird love songs to mm-hmm. your exes that you know are not trying to hear it and are in fully new relationships and, you know, out there minding their business. And you have, you have a lot of not... your own business to attend to. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. A, you have like seven people. Who are your children and who are also like two and under. So also the song is called Alone. You're not alone. You might be single. Right. And you might. 
Right. You might. We don't even know. Right. So, <laughs> you might be single, but you are. Who can be alone when they have nine children? That's two. <laughs> if you alone, it's because you're trying to be. Right. Because <laughs> you got kids somewhere waiting on you. But yeah, best of luck as you process that. Last but not least, um, the baby is getting sued by that boy he jumps. Oh, well, yeah. That is um, illegal. Assault is illegal. I don't know why niggas act like that. Forget that. <laughs> Brandon Bills, brother of uh, of the baby's baby mama, for whatever reason, happened to be at the same bowling alley outside of L.A. on the same night. Even though they hate each other, they have pressure. From what I'm reading, Brandon had already promised uh, the baby some hands and said that he is not 6'9". He actually fights. Um, and, you know, he was prepared to knock the baby out. So I guess mm-hmm. time came to tell. Yep. And the two of them uh, came face-to-face in this bowling alley. And from the video that I saw that was just shy of two minutes, uh, the baby swings on him first. Um, I'm not even sure if there was a proper connection if one at all but regardless he swings on him first mama they're in the lanes like they're they're Mm -hmm. so (laughs) swings this nigga into the lane and of course he falls and then he does like the typical thing when you know you probably have some weed or maybe other drugs alcohol in your system and you're like with a whole bunch of uh people yeah like i see rappers do this all the time where they swing and they're like oh I'm a famous person fighting now. And he takes like a beat and then the swarm of his hood niggas come in and he's like, oh yeah, I'm rich. And so (laughs) then he goes and you know what I mean? Right. And so my favorite part of the video takes place where everybody then goes to rush this lone light-skinned nigga on the fucking bowling alley and they all begin to topple over one another <laughs> like they're in the fucking streets of yes. Acme Acres. It, it was the, the dumbest best. fucking ridiculous cartoonish shit because it wouldn't be a, a, a the baby story if there wasn't some fucking Roger Rabbit ass element exactly. to the whole ass thing because he can't just... Never. So of course... This boy then proceeds to get jumped in the fucking lanes. Nobody's bowling. I haven't seen, like, everyone is just, you know, watching and recording this fight. And it's like Brandon versus, I don't know, I, I think it was five, six other niggas. Like, a bunch of people. It was. So he got jumped. <laughs> yeah, no, he fully got jumped. He definitely got jumped. And, I mean, because, like... Again, much like rappers in their entourages, you're talking about a whole bunch of nameless, faceless niggas who the only reason that they're getting into parties free, taking photos with your favorite uh, characters from Power, and the only reason that bitches talk to them is because of this rap nigga. So, of course, every single time somebody got pressured with them in front of a, your local 7-Eleven, they're ready to throw hands, too. It's so pathetic. Like, girl... I can't believe I ever used to support that little nigga. Like, every I mean, time, we... I swear to God... <laughs> I'm not holding that against me. I stand by the things that I said at the time. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, I'm you fighting somebody for in for un for like trying you like out of nowhere and literally asking you to fight at the Louis Vuitton and then beating him up. Like that's that's that Uh you telling someone at a hotel room or a hotel building not to record you and your child as you're coming in and them doing it anyway and you having to sit them down i don't have it like i stand by that Mm -hmm. now the fact that we're in the in the today of the of things (laughs) and this nigga is a clear and blatant piss stain exactly 
here we are and me speaking my truth of the today of things. Mm-hmm. All righty. And, and in today, that little nigga must be stopped. It was like, so like you said, <laughs> I saw him like throw a punch. It looked like he connected and the like so. nigga, what's his name? Brandon. He's, Brandon. Yeah, it looked like he was like kind of trying to recover and that's when all the niggas yeah. swarmed the lanes. What I could not understand is why they kept it on the lanes for so long. These niggas was literally scuttling all over that bitch. I'm like, why won't y'all move? Do y'all, y'all know these are grease down, right? Y'all know they put some shit down on these. <laughs> you help. know that you can't just throw <laughs> a bowling ball? That, like, sweet, have you been bowling? Have any of y'all ever done this before? Because them niggas went deeper into the lane. They just kept going. (laughs) Meanwhile, everybody busted their ass while they trying to beat this man's ass. It was. I promise you, I heard the Flintstones noise when they when they be starting the the (laughs) they start the car up. (laughs) Like that's all I heard. I saw an edit this morning where people had put the SpongeBob music over it, and it was. I cried. <laughs> I mean, it was begging for an edit. It was so humiliating. It was. And like... It was. On top of that, like, not for nothing. You asked for a fight. You said you were ready to fight. I would have wanted to fight you the nigga too, most right. likely. You did. And so... But like, whatever happened to let's step outside? What happened to... Am I home? Yes. But like... But... <laughs> Right. Whatever happened, happened to, to, like, come outside then? There's a time and a place for this. And I just, the bowling alley is already not it, although I have seen a lot of fights at bowling alleys. However, Hello, some of the best. Not only is the bowling alley not it, the lanes are definitely not it. Like, this just, because at this point, you're risking your own, your own <laughs> health and wellness in order to whoop somebody. The way that the baby bust his ass going out there for another piece after everybody w- went and joined him. Ridiculous. It was ridiculous. At least fight over at the arcade or by the nachos or something, nigga, where the little, you know, where they got the little planets and, and stars and shit in the carpet. Yeah, yeah. You can fight over there where you got some yeah. traction, fool. That like the moment that he busted his ass, the moment that Brandon initially slipped and busted his ass on that first swing, you didn't think, hmm, not a good uh, battleground. Let's do it mm-hmm. somewhere else. Yeah. But you, I guess, wanted to put on a show for you and your friends oh that were recording my God. it. It was just, and, and that's another thing. Like everybody yep. knows that this is going to be recorded. It's going to hit Instagram, TikTok, the shade room, like within 30 yeah. minutes. So, yeah. Just yeah. the the behavior here it defies logic on all sides. It just don't make no fucking sense. And and I, I don't know why Danny Lee's brother, once he saw the baby was there with a pack of niggas, why he did not simply collect his things and depart the building. <laughs> because you said you wanted a fight, but I'm sure you did not want to fight with him and everybody he know. Like I'm I sure you were like thinking the... like a one on one situation, right? I feel like the context, let me double check. I feel like the context was more like, let's get in a ring. Oh, come on, please. Not like these fake fights that they be doing with that one white boy and they be letting that white boy win. No, I'm not talking about that. Jake Paul, that shit? Okay. One of them. I can't, I honestly don't know which one's Jake and which one's Logan and I'm never going to care. Oh, no, I promise you, there's never going to be a ticket for a fuck when it comes to that. But I'm not sure if that was the context. Either way, I fully agree with you. Like, it's the baby mm-hmm. and six other niggas that have nothing go. better to do but jump right. in. So, let's just go. 
Right. And let's not forget that the whole reason y'all are fighting is because this nigga is a horrible father and treat yeah. and treat or maybe not a horrible father. I don't know what he's doing necessarily as a parent, but this based off great. the way right, based off the way he was treating this woman who had just given birth to his baby, I like you were justified in wanting to beat his ass, but his ego and pride were hurt. And so now here we are with men doing stupid ass things, tumbling over themselves. Some random <laughs> girl out there, too. I wanted to say so. Weird. Where are you going? Where are you sis? going? And what are you finna stop? Not a god. My good niece. <laughs> where the fuck were you headed? Baby, come right back over here. And before your wig come askew. I don't know what you think you finna like, intervene you in. One of them. One of them was her nigger. Had to be. One of them was her nigga. There's this only logic. I don't know which one of them niggas that, that was in that mix was, was was her piece. But I don't know why you... Like, at that point, more than one person had bust their ass. And you were still on right. the mission. Now, right. everything happened fast. <laughs> <laughs> it happened quickly. It did. But, girl... And I guess niggas... I don't know. I guess they got tired of falling all over themselves. And they brought it back off of the lanes, finally, eventually. And... Well, the last clip I saw, what's his name? Is it Brandon? Is that the boy's name? Bill? <laughs> this is the second time you've asked. Yes, it's Brandon. <laughs> no, Brandon Bills. Brandon Bills. Uh, what I saw was no, him being like being super red, um, which, oof, sorry, light-skinned people, that all y'all oh, yeah. just come through in your skin like that. But I mean, I think he was bleeding. He was bright red and like, Somebody was holding him back. I'm like, nigga, you trying to go back for some more? Are you kidding? Why would you want another taste of this? I mean, uh-uh. I think at that uh-uh. point, it's adrenaline. Uh-uh. I see this happen all the time. Probably. At that point, I think it's just adrenaline. It's also maybe like a pride thing. You know, and like, you know, you're being recorded. You hear all of these niggas in the background cheering the baby on, even though he has hit you maybe once, as opposed to like all these other niggas all who are swinging you around by your braids like the yep. Trunchbull. Like, so <laughs> at one point, one of these niggas who was about, who was like Hagrid sized, had him by the braids for like the duration oh, yeah. of the time oh, yeah. that they were out at sea, right? Yep. And so I'm like, I'm assuming that he's the security guard just because he's the biggest nigga in the group. When honestly, he could just be somebody's cousin who's who's being given a security guard fee. Either way, Good. because of the fact that he's has this nigga by the braids, I'm thinking, oh, okay, he's security. He's going to get his client, the rapper, mm-hmm. out of here. Yeah. And hold him down so that he's, you know, so that they're not fighting one another. Rather than that, he's just swinging the nigga around like he's outside of, of, of the Trunchbull's fucking school. Right, like, come on, man. First of all, there are plenty of other niggas here who can do that. Seems to me that your priority would be to... It's support. not hard. Right, your nigga... Especially when way. you're dancing on polished, wooden, oiled-up floors. And that's Lube. another thing. It, they were like... I love I love fights. Everybody knows it's about me. If there's a fight, I run towards it. I really enjoy them. However, me as well. I don't like. First of all, I don't respect jumping niggas. First and foremost, never well. have, likely never will. And secondly, <laughs> it seemed like they were like was it Zimmerman, like slamming this nigga's head. <laughs> right, like there are some people I will there will there will be a pass and I will look the other way. Yeah, but no. yeah, when you like when you like slamming a nigga's head into the ground and shit like that that's when i'm like okay chill out like i want you to live to fight another day did he get slammed slammed? i mean there was a couple of times where he got where he like hit the lane so hard that the people in the background was like oh 
And I was like, see? This I mean, well, that's I typical do. fight energy. This is what I don't like. I don't like when when it seems like somebody is going to have to go to the hospital behind it. I just want a nice, clean oh, fight. Oh, you know what? I think, yeah. <laughs> we all break it up. We go home, you know, pour a little, a little Neosporin on our cuts. <laughs> you know, I don't want blame brain bleeding <laughs> little vitamin shit. E oil right. little, I don't want nobody you know. hemorrhaging <laughs> I want you to go home and your mama say what you done got into this time and then she go in the- see that's what I tell you about hanging out yeah. with that bad crowd right. and you don't never listen to me yeah, that, yeah. I, I agree that's but you what see, I this is where see. I feel like we split in the road because I watch MMA fights yeah and I don't <laughs> like all that I do not like all that boxing <laughs> so like none of that shit but I did feel like, okay, at this point, you're, I don't know if, for the niggas outside of the baby, because he's the only one who has business <laughs> in the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, the rest of y'all trying to get your kicks off and get like, you know, your own bottle of Moet when you go to the club tonight, which, sweetie, that bottle comes do with that. the other bottle. Anyway, it's no, it's just fine. But... <laughs> What I <laughs> like, like you're doing all of this other stuff instead of just like doing the best to keep your friend slash client slash homie slash boss protected, mm-hmm. because now he's being investigated by the police, of course, for assault with a deadly weapon. Right. And we have nothing but evidence because all the police got to do <laughs> is go on on fucking Twitter the way that the rest of us did. That's right. And see all of these hundreds of videos from people who were there, maskless, uh, I will add. I didn't see not one mask in this whole fucking video. But all the evidence. You are correct. Y'all make the it's police the job so, so easy. Like, y'all make it so easy yeah. for them. It just. Yes. They don't even have to work. Like. At all. At what point do niggas say, you know what? I've been in enough trouble with the law. I'ma just uh, I'ma just stay at home. <laughs> like, when is it? I'ma just When you know is what? it? I'ma just go out and stay sober, have a fun time, and go back home. How come niggas never think of that? I don't know. It's especially you know what? Also, there's just like oof. Maybe I'm getting, I felt myself going a little deeper than I needed to. But I think I was dancing around the fact that, like, too many of us, and I mean us, are uh, just conditioned to feel like we won't have shit or be shit or have access to shit. Um, And so when some of us do, especially those of us who don't have or have never had the foundation um, to, like, respect yourself or others or know to respect yourself or others when you go out in the world as an adult. When you do get that, like, opportunity of access and, you know, the opportunity to be shit and have shit and all that other stuff, right. sometimes it just twists your shit around and you feel like you're unstoppable and you don't have to fucking do anything, especially okay. when the people who are paying your goddamn bills and uh, allowing you to buy five bottles of Casamigos so that your friend can get that free <laughs> bottle of Moet, like, them motherfuckers are still backing <laughs> you up and and calling out your name in celebration when you're fighting your baby mama's brother at the bowling alley. <laughs> so when do you get to a point where you're, you're like, oh, let me chill out? Why should you? 
When when is when are things mm. bad for you? You mindlessly right. and pointlessly basically said fuck gay people, niggas with HIV and AIDS, anybody who who likes sucking dick. Like you basically did yeah. all of that stuff. Had two to three weeks of people giving you pressure, and now you back doing freestyles and club appearances, p- features, mm-hmm. you, shows, people mosh pitting and having a good goddamn time. So why should you ever feel? Like doing better or doing different. Mm. When is, have things ever gone bad for you? For real, for real. When That's have you ever had consequences? Point. That is a very good point. Because I definitely did hear whoever was recording in the video I saw. He was definitely like, do you think, King? When baby walked past him. And yes! Like, oh my God. Are you kidding? You do yes, baby. Do your thing, Ooh, King. First of all, tomato, tomato, mama tomato. did the least. <laughs> right! Of the girls who were out there on the dance floor, mama the did very little. Le- the least of them all. So please. And that's not to say that I feel like she's soft or pussy or can't fight because we've seen material where she, we know she wasn't can. surrounded by three yeah, people. We know. Right. We know. But like y'all are doing the most and a lot. And when, and if this nigga does end up having to go to jail or whatever the fuck, it's like, then what? You gonna hand clap for that too? Yeah. Probably. And this is still his his child's uncle on top of that. Real- <laughs> and always going oh to be my God. his child's Excellent uncle. Point. Excellent point. Y'all are linked by this human life and nobody's like, giving a fuck about that. That is always going to be your daughter's uncle that we will now have footage <sighs> of you and your friends beating up beating at a bowling alley. So you, you've got that for the rest of your life. But let's all dance and clap and celebrate and not mm-hmm. at all criticize niggas because then that would make you a terrible person. I'm done. I can't breathe. I'm, that's when I know I'm talking too much. <laughs> well... I mean, once again, the baby is being a massive disappointment. Even if I can understand this slightly more than I can understand his other shenanigans, it's still ridiculous nigga shit that did not <laughs> need to happen. Yes. So <laughs> so many things could have been done differently, even yep. in a situation like Everybody this, could have made like, different choices. Mm, yep. I sort of get it. Yes. Yep. Different choices could have, should have been made. And yet, right. here we are. Oh, man. <laughs> like, well, as as usual, as I think we usually land on when it comes to these uh, stories, God bless that baby. God bless that baby. <laughs> the actual, yep. Every no, the, the the literal baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, <laughs> but that's what we meant. We meant, the, and, and I knew which I was picking up what you was putting down, friend. You meant that infant involved, and all the others under eighteen who just these happen to be their parents. Well. That just about wraps up our hot tops then. Uh, wild, wild week. Very eventful stuff I haven't even mentioned that maybe we'll just overflow into next week because time. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to take a break, come back, and read your letters. You know, when you do, when sports shorts just dance around, when it dances around the episode and you never know when it's coming. It's so fun. I forget what the structure looks like. <laughs> So we're going to take a break and do letters. All right. All right, folks, we're back. It's time now for your letters. Mm-hmm. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. We have an update from DJ. If you remember, DJ wrote in last week about his friend who was upset with him because he was dating uh, a friend of his friends and he didn't tell him about it. And now the friend was being weird. So DJ's moving to Atlanta soon. And it was like, what do I do? So DJ writes, let me fill in some of the gaps that y'all had questions about. First of all, I was hesitant to tell my best friend about dating his friend because this is not the first time we've been down this road. I've been involved. (laughs) 
I've been involved with one of his homeboys before. <laughs> and he didn't think it was a good idea. <laughs> so with this new one, I was like, yeah, let me just not say nothing at all because I didn't want him being judgmental and trying to hold me back from living my life. The new guy and I... <laughs> I literally almost died. Woo! <laughs> Choked on my water. Sorry. The new guy Woo! and I that was ag- funny. <laughs> agreed that we wanted to see how things progressed before we began to loop in him or any other mutuals. So I honored that agreement and didn't say anything. <laughs> I've since completed my move to Atlanta. And when we sat down the other day, I was like, you know, I've reached out to you a few times and you haven't, re- haven't really been hitting me back at all, which is unlike us because we normally speak throughout the week. Do y'all know this motherfucker had the audacity to be like, well, if it was important enough, you could have double texted me or called me even more times. He claims. <laughs> okay. I, he, I, I get this one. I know where we're at. He claims that he's upset about other stuff beyond the love triangle, but he never actually said what the other stuff was. So this whole situation is starting to look like maybe he does have feelings for me because otherwise I don't no. understand why he is so pressed about a friend. I personally think this nigga is lying, so I'm not about to sit up here and bend over backwards to appease him. But we did leave the meeting saying we were both willing to move forward and work on our friendship. So we'll see what's to come. Only time will tell. Thanks so much for your feedback. I really appreciate I really appreciate it and enjoyed it. Thanks, DJ. <laughs> okay. Um, Glad you had fun, DJ. <laughs> excuse me. You good? Allergies yes, whooping your ass? <laughs> like, you have no idea. So, first of all, <laughs> there were so many. DJ is tired of this nigga. Yep. So, <laughs> DJ is weary. <laughs> it sounds, it really does sound like he has feelings for you. Um, And that... We've been down this road. <laughs> that tipped it that off for so me. That was so funny. Um, the fact that he seems to, you know, have had an issue with you dating a friend of his before. Mm-hmm. Um, it just raises some questions because it could have been specific to that person or whatever. But if people, if your other friends or your mutual friends feel like he has feelings for you, that kind of adds to it. Mm-hmm. And then him saying, like, you could have double texted me. No, the mm-hmm. black fuck I could not have. Uh, or you could have just replied, nigga. Bitch, you like, if I, you, I, Molly. I, don't, I don't double text niggas. I do fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't do this. Bent. Don't do this. <laughs> please right like no not at all i don't know the thing is i don't know how to address that you know like there isn't any way i can think of that you could sit down and address that possibility like ask Mm -hmm. um but if he does really have like these feelings then I feel like you're probably going to run into issues like this quite a bit because it sounds like he's um, he has like desire for a certain kind of energy from you that he's not getting. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to be bothersome when he sees you give that energy to someone else, especially if it's someone that he also knows. Because like, why not me, I guess? But 
But if he can't actually say he has feelings for you, then you not you can't be expected to do something about that. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that he should. Yeah, I'm just no. saying I don't know what you're supposed to do about right. it besides live your life like you said you Or, you know, to. you could stop dating his friends. It, it did occur to me that, you know, this is your best friend and maybe you could just stop dating yeah, people that you meet through him. Boyfriends? Yeah, I mean, yes, you should. I... You know, I would not date another person that he introduced me to or whatever. I would. And if it got to a place where it was like, we really, if I met another person that he was friends with and I really hit it off with him, I probably would say, look, it it does not work. (laughs) But I think that you also make a good point. Like, yeah, I would probably look outside of of that friend group in terms of dating pool. (laughs) But like... I wouldn't. That would not bother me. Like if, yeah, one I mean, of my if Dustin was dating one of my friends, if I met introduced him to someone, they started dating. Why would I be mad about that? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it would bother me. But if it bothered my best friend, then I would be like, okay. I mean, there's plenty of the dykes in the sea, girl. Like, true, true. I can I can leave it alone. But you know, you said you're not gonna let this get in the way of living your life, and I don't even necessarily think that's something you should have to do. It's just, you know, the way I would look at it. Like, I value my friendships much more than my relationships, which is probably why my relationships don't work uh, out. But, <laughs> but yeah, you know, y'all, you said that y'all kind of came to an agreement to just work on your communication, work on your relationship. And that's probably the best that anybody can hope for at this point. And, you know, maybe at some point he will be honest with you about the way he really feels about you. But yeah, not much you can do about it unless he says something. So, um, good luck. Yep, best of luck to you, DJ. As you sounds like a pickle. A as dill you pickle. begin <laughs> enjoying your uh, time in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, yeah, have fun. Be safe. Our next. Or I guess our first. <laughs> I saw someone say because the episode was called "Gay Secrets of Atlanta" or something like that. I I might say this wrong, but I saw a tweet for a reaction to the title. It was like "Gay Secrets of Atlanta," and it's only two hours long. <laughs> so, <laughs> 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 it, was I don't, it one of y'all said that it was yes. you. Very funny. <laughs> one of y'all said uh, you meant part one. <laughs> right. <laughs> You think volume one? Right. This is a documentary, ho. It's going to be a lot of segments. Right. Okay. We have a letter from Jackie who says, I need y'all's help to unpack my feelings about my Valentine's Day experience. Oh, fuck. My boyfriend and I have been dating for 10 months, and this was our first Valentine's Day together. He treats me so well, and he's a great guy, but we have different love languages. He loves spending time to quality time together at home, but I enjoy going out for dates. It doesn't have to always be dinner, but I just prefer going outside and doing something that is not in the house. Weeks before Valentine's Day, he told me that we would be going out for the holiday to somewhere that I've never been before. I was so excited because I truly love this man and he makes me so happy. So I thought it would be great. Oh, my God. He told me to be ready by seven o'clock and I pulled out my baddest red dress. This man pulled up with roses, chocolate covered strawberries and a whole bunch of shopping bags. When I said, Mm. babe, what are in these bags? He was like, oh, I'm cooking dinner for you. Earlier in the day, he told me that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Earlier in the day, he told me that he wanted to change up our plans and cook at home because it would be more intimate. I told him that he knows I enjoy going out and he set the precedent by saying we were going out and I would appreciate it if we stuck to the plan. He squashed the whole conversation and said, just be ready by seven. And I took that to mean that we were still going to go out, but clearly not. Him putting him deciding to cook dinner for me really put a damper on the evening because I felt like he lied when he should have just been truthful with his plans instead of having me at the door all dressed up and looking good, thinking I was going somewhere. I was not trying to act spoiled or unappreciative. So I adjusted my stank ass attitude and tried to enjoy the night. But this all feels like a big red flag to me. Why couldn't he just say from the jump that he wanted to cook instead of switching up on the day of? And why do this when he knows that I enjoy going out and we have dates at home all the time? It's not a money thing because he has an amazing job and makes a lot of money. He's just a homebody and it's frustrating, but I realize I can't change this about him. I do like a chill vibe at home every now and then, just like anybody else. But please let me know if y'all think I'm tripping. I just do not want to be in the future. The lady who has a husband who don't never want to leave the couch. That is my worst nightmare. (laughs) Crazy worst nightmare, but thanks. Love the show. Jackie. Well, Jackie, um, <laughs> I uh, I think you handled this well. I think that you handled better than I would have. Well. Yeah, way yeah. better than I would have. <laughs> yeah, way better. Than yeah, I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't tell me to be ready at seven if I have to be ready to go Bitch, to my living room. I will you beat your ass. <laughs> told me to be ready. And you specified. You said that. <laughs> that not only would we be going out, we would yeah. be going somewhere I've not been. Right. You said that. Only to take this down to doing some shit we always do. Now, do I appreciate the chocolates and flowers and shit? Of course. Certainly. So nice. But we could have had chocolates and flowers and Nobu. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And he told you weeks ago that he was going to take you to somewhere you've never been. He knows that you like going out for dates. So the whole switch up the That's day of would have been so irritating to me. I appreciate that, you know, she's said she adjusted her staying attitude and just tried to be appreciative and stuff. But I also love the awareness of like, are these red flags? Because mm. like you just said, it is the fact yeah. that I have specified yep. that I enjoy going out. Mm-hmm. It is Valentine's Day. Yep. Which is like the day of making that effort. Yep. You know, whatever it, it may be. So if today, of all of the damn days that y'all are together, mm-hmm. can't be the one where you just take me somewhere. Right. As I have expressed it. It'd be one thing if I just have been silent and spoiled and crossing my arms and being all pouty because we never go nowhere. And I'll never say nothing to you. We've had conversation about this yeah. already. And you know that this is what I wanted. Why switch it up? And you said it unprovoked. I didn't say nothing about Valentine's Day. Yeah. You was like, babe, Valentine's Day, we going out. You going somewhere you ain't never been before. Get ready. It's going to be litty titty. So, yeah, I was excited. And, you know, and that's another thing. If he wants to do something for you, then it needs to be something you actually like. It ain't no shade to that dinner. He could have brought them Trader Joe's steaks and broccoli any other night. And we could have did that any other night. 
You knew I wanted to go out. You told me we was going out. So why am I not at Nobu having the rock shrimp? Why am I not? I feel like a week from now, maybe a little bit longer, I would just be like, you know what? I'm in the mood for some freak nasty sex tonight. I'm going to destroy you oh my God. when I see you tonight. I'm giving you the gawk gawk. I'm going to just bend <laughs> you and have, like, I'm the doing 3, it all. So yeah. you get prepared. All right. And then you go down to your local adult store and you get like a sleeve, like a cheap sleeve. I don't know. They can go for like 20, 30 bucks, like a little hand job sleeve. Oh my God. And then when you go over to his house, toss it right <laughs> in his lap and then turn on Netflix and ignore him. That is. And then when petty. he questions you, <laughs> When he questions you, okay, you lean directly to his nasal bridge and you say, that's how the fuck I felt when I wanted to go out, as mm-hmm. you said, mm-hmm. we were going to do. Have a good evening. Yeah. And grab your pa- your pocketbook and go. Yeah. Unless y'all live together. It doesn't sound like you do, but whatever. No, it doesn't. Why would you live together? It's been 10 months. <laughs> yeah. This, um, I don't know if it's... I think it's different if you think he lied to you about his plans versus he just switched it up at the last minute. But either way, he told you one thing and then mm-hmm. did something else. Mm-hmm. And it matters that like if he wanted to do a gesture for you, it matters that he actually do something that you would appreciate. So yeah. it's nice that you, you know, decided to not sit there and be stank, although I probably would have. I honestly... I- I'm ruining Valentine's Day because you told me one thing and you I'm dressed. I'm dressed, nigga. The way I could have just put on my sweatpants and a t-shirt. You had me getting dressed. I put on heels. I got manicure, pedicure. I did my makeup. I got my hair done. Like, I just knew I was going to have an Instagram night. And cooking... Cooking for your your partner is romantic and sexy, mm-hmm. and it like it, all of that could be appreciative. But like she said, you 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 do that anyway. It's not it's yeah. not unlike dates you've already had. Mm-hmm. This is the date day, and right. you like this type of date. So there's literally nothing wrong with you being you a better bitch than both of us. Because the way that I would have been <laughs> like, I'm not hungry. No, nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Oh Why don't you just take all these groceries and shit right back home? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a little cold-blooded, but I mean... Shit, uh, the way that I... And I'm dressed up, I'm going out. Now, you can come with me. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> because, like, I think I'm ready. <laughs> my list will be here in three minutes, so... Yeah, I don't think, uh, you tr- I don't think you're tripping about this at all, but you, if I were you, I would make it explicit to this man. There are, I, I appreciate the time at home, the quality dates at home and all that. I get that you're a homebody, but um, I do want to go outside sometimes. <laughs> I enjoy it. It doesn't even have to be dinner. It can be the movies, museum, art shows. Like it could be Park, anything. Right. Like, beach. but I like leaving the house and there's nothing wrong with that. And if he cannot do that for you, the same way you can manage to stay at home when he wants to, if he can't go out sometimes, especially when he set the expectation of going out, then y'all have a real problem. But I don't know this. You said, you know, it's been 10 months. You really love this man. He's so great. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I would just spell it out. Like literally don't play me like this again. And (laughs) 
No, like, just don't, just do not play me like this again. And if you really have a problem with going out on dates once or twice a month, then we need to reassess whether this relationship is right for the both of us. Maybe you need a bitch who don't never want to go outside again. Maybe you need her. Honey, <laughs> honey, I'm just here to tell you now, if your worst nightmare is having a husband that just wants to chill at home and sit on the couch, it sounds like it's this guy. Yeah, it so does. It does. It doesn't sound like you having this conversation or even going out a couple more times this year is going to change the fact that, you know, five to 10 years from now, he's still going to be a nigga who don't want to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Probably more than, more than, than now. So something to think about. Yeah. It's early. Right. You can do what you want. You <laughs> so. can. Yeah. And if it happens again, be prepared to, to follow up on the way you feel about it. Like, I just don't want you to keep going in this relationship thinking, Oh, he'll change or, you know, things will be different. He'll understand what this means to me. And one day he'll get it together. Like he has to show you that. Sweet. Let his actions speak louder than his words. Um, and and good luck to you moving forward. I don't think it's an automatic breakup, but I understand the impulse. Because <laughs> 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 no, I'm so sorry. The amount of time it takes to get ready for Valentine's Day and you telling me we Bitch. staying at home. You coming in with especially a bunch of Especially if bags. you are femme. Especially Woo! if you are femme. It's too much. It's too much. Mm-mm. I spent all day getting ready. This was like prom, nigga. Don't play with me. <laughs> she specified her red dress. I know my bitch was red to okay. go. She said she it was like, multiple times. She said her baddest red dress, okay? She was in there being sexy. And here this nigga come talking to about- To be in a foyer. Where is your house shoes? <laughs> we finna, we finna watch Ninety Day Fiance. <laughs> Liar! No, no, the fuck, we not. <laughs> you are going to watch Ninety Day Fiance. Not liar. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, good luck. Yeah, good luck, sister. Um, our next letter comes from Destiny, who said, "I came to y'all show in D.C. right before COVID wrecked this already wretched world, and I talked about my fiance." who made almost three times my salary, but wanted us to go half on everything. We had just had a baby and I was struggling financially while he was living his best 50-50 life. Of course, y'all told me to leave him and my raggedy ass didn't listen. <laughs> you gonna learn not oh. to drink water. <laughs> you gonna learn. I be thirsty. <laughs> okay, fast forward to December 2020. I bossed the fuck up and moved the hell out and never looked back. He did the typical nigga shit talking about I want my family back and blah, blah, blah. But I swear to y'all, I was not Ah. giving in. Me and my best friend were living our best life, traveling to DR, Key West, and Jamaica in the first half of 2021. (laughs) Not throwing Key West in there as it compares to DR or Jamaica. Listen, they were having a good ass time. (laughs) They said they got vaxxed and waxed and they were ready to fucking party. You might as well say, like, I went to Nobu, Prime 112, and Taco Bell, and then we were like... <laughs> Don't do that. Niggas love Key West. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, no, Key West is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> when it came time to, tra- to plan a trip for my 31st birthday to Mexico, I was all set for my girl's trip, but my best friend couldn't go. I searched high and low trying to find somebody else to go with me, and one day... My baby daddy was picking up our son and overheard another friend saying they couldn't make it. So he jokingly offered to escort me on the trip. 
When it was finally the deadline to book, he was my only option. <sighs> oh, girl. I'm so good. I agreed. <laughs> we went for five days and it was an all-inclusive adults-only resort. So we were drunk the entire what? time. What? what? And we actually ended up enjoying each other's company. By, I bet y'all did. You already know by day two, we were having sex and we were all over each other. Of course y'all were. Of course you already know. On the last day of the trip, he decided to tell me that he is seeing someone else and they aren't exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> he said they aren't exclusive and he does care about her, but he still wants to see if we can make this work. We got back from Mexico and I was in my feelings heavy for some reason. How did I have this man all to myself for 11 years and now I'm sharing him with somebody else? I had a tough, <laughs> I had a tough conversation with myself, my best friend and my therapist, and I decided to let his ass go. Then my father was killed in a motorcycle accident and I really spiraled and my, ba my baby daddy ended up being there for me and it made me feel good. So I ended up backtracking on my decision to leave him alone. Now it's 2022 and me and his new bitch are literally sister wives. He takes her what? out. On, he takes her out on Friday and then he spends Saturday with me and now my anxiety is going through the fucking roof. When he's not me all I, when he's not with me, all I can think about is him kissing her, fucking her and them falling in love. What if he ends up choosing her over me? He tells me that I'm prettier and she could never compare to what I'm we have. To find something to knock over that won't break. <laughs> but obviously she has something he likes because he's keeping her around. My heart and my head just, <laughs> just can't seem to get on the same page. I want to cut him off, but I don't know if I'm strong enough to mourn the loss of my dad and my ex at the same time. Plus, we have a three-year-old son together, so we obviously have to communicate. But all of this just feels like a giant struggle. Any advice on what I should do in this situation would help. Thanks, Destiny. Baby, the way you didn't listen to us the first time. <sighs> oh, Destiny. What a roller coaster. Yeah, Destiny's been through a lot. <laughs> it's like a fucking John Singleton movie. Yeah. Um I so obviously there is a lot of um intertwining and connectivity between your ex and the relationship you had with your dad mm -hmm. um and you are now coping with this loss by trying to be closer to this ex even though mm -hmm. that closeness is causing you pain at the same time i would say that it is not worth it in that case because yeah. someone who we wanted you to leave anyway for very specific reasons <laughs> yep you want you knew you should have left oh, the fact that this motherfucker even gets i hate uh like the privilege how do niggas get away with it anyways mm -hmm. neither here nor there i'm going <laughs> It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it just does not. But I think that this coping is ultimately, you're going to crash. It's not going to last forever. You're, you're going to just be reminded uh, sooner, probably sooner than later, that this isn't where you are meant to be. And it's not home. Just because you have a, a son with this person, she has a three-year-old son, right? Mm. 
Yes, they have a child. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just because you have a child a together. Son. Yep. Okay. Just because you have a kid together doesn't mean that you need to be a family or that, you know, you're meant to be together. All of that. I want my family back shit. Get missing. <laughs> but are you, you know, fucking kidding me? It's it's a hard situation she's in. You still are fit. Listen, family isn't about like mm-hmm. proximity. <laughs> like, That's true. You don't have to be in the same household to be a family. My family don't live in the same goddamn city as me. That's true. You don't even have to speak to somebody for them to be your family. So what the <laughs> fuck you want? You, you? Yep. That is very true. You better want a peace of mind and an upgrade and your goddamn demeanor, bitch. <laughs> you need to want... Anyway, so I think that you need to do the work, invest in um, maybe bumping up those therapist sessions because she said that she's talk- talking to a therapist, right? She yep. has a therapist. Mm-hmm. I would go hard. Yeah. Because uh, let me tell you something. I tell my doctor I'm going to need two, three this week. Okay? <laughs> like... <laughs> Or sometimes she'll suggest it. Let's just, <laughs> we'll let's just like, go ahead and clear the schedule. Let's just go ahead and play another. I want to talk <laughs> yeah. to you again. <laughs> so like, yep. Do what needs to be done because <laughs> you can't continue to do this to yourself. Sitting up and worried about what the fuck he's doing with this other girl for what? Yeah. For what? You don't deserve that shit. And you talking about some, oh, I've, I've had him all to myself for this amount of time and now I'm sharing him with some other bitch. Exactly. You been had him. You been did that. Ooh. Been done. Been there done that had your fun great that he has been able to be there for you when you needed emotional support great that you had a, a nice time fucking and getting your groove back or whatever in mexico <laughs> like gr- all of that fine now in the here and now of things you are aware that you are in pain not just from the losses of your father but also because of just the nature of this relationship it's not healthy so mm-hmm. you need to exit and don't worry about who was fucking this nigga or where he's going to be or what's going like that he's not yours He's not for you. Yeah. He ain't your destiny, destiny. <laughs> so, oh, get moving, man. get missing, and let homegirl over there have them. Sickening that y'all are, are friends, though. <laughs> I mean... You need anything? I don't... I don't... When she said they're literally sister wives, I don't think she meant literally in a literal sense. I think she just meant we both fucking him. <laughs> I don't think no. she means that they're I actually... I thought she meant they were like homies. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. It's just... I think they both know about each other and... They're both and cool they're just with like it. whatever, or yeah, are telling themselves that they're cool with it. Also, oh, y'all not that's not even as scandalous as I initially. Um, y'all that would be so fun. That do. would be crazy if it was like polyamory, but no. She sent him over there with a baby bag. <laughs> oh like, my god! It was like his bag, his bag, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, I I agree with Kid Fury, girl. I I feel for you because it is a lot to have this this is why I said last week if that baby is in Pampa's lead that nigga alone well but um I know it's a lot to have a connection with somebody that you share a child with and then to be going through the loss of your dad and this man being there for you you know nobody wants to give up their support system that is actually the thing that makes breakups so difficult (laughs) because nobody wants to be like "Mm, this person is holding me down and like really helping me get through shit how about i just cut them out of my life like nobody wants to do that Yeah. yeah but but if it is causing you more agony 
to be with him than it is like relief when you are with him, then you need to, you know, at that point, it becomes like making things better for yourself. Yeah. Um, despite the fact that it will hurt. It's, it hurts to break up with people. It hurts to end things. It's a difficult thing to do. Um, but I also think it would probably be the best for you, especially because yeah. it's not like he's dating somebody else and so are you. You're like over here completely falling in love with this nigga again while he's being honest with you and doing whatever he want to do. So you can't even be mad at him for it. You can't even be like, you lying piece of shit. Like he told you from jump what was going on and you still decided to to be a part of it. So, yeah, I just think, I think the bad outweighs the good here, sister. I'm yep. so sorry. I think it does. I think you made a great point in that like, breakups are very rarely just like this person's holding me back and i'm gonna just tomorrow i'm gonna feel like a million bucks it's like (laughs) it's not like almost always like removing a limb yeah and just like where like how do i function without this thing here regard like even if it was like a fantastic relationship or one that was pretty toxic they break up suck yeah but they get better i mean right i mean because you're losing somebody to to text or talk to throughout the day you're you're losing someone to spend time with you're losing somebody to share a bed with like those are big things those are real things Mm -hmm. so that that is something i don't want to discount that but you said whenever he not around you thinking about what he doing with this other girl like sweetie even if you can't cut him off right now i would say please go fuck somebody else (laughs) amen please go Please go start dating. Start dating. And yes, and same way you are part of his roster, you know, maybe he can be part of yours or maybe dating other people will make you see that, like, you don't deserve to be stressed out and agonizing over this nigga. But he should definitely not be like your one and only while you are not that for yeah. him. And your mental health is suffering for it. Like, yeah, yeah. I want you to to prioritize. um yourself even though it will it does hurt and it sucks to break up with people i i'm sorry that that is going to be hard but girl look at what look at this look at this look at the shit you are going through right now behind this man it i know the dick is good but it can't be worth all this you should never ever be in a situation with somebody where you are worried about what they're doing when they're not around yep yep yep. never yep Yep. Ever. Regard like never. Yep. So mm-hmm. I think Crystal just gave you A plus plus advice. <laughs> you better go and have a night on the town with your homegirls yeah. and start shoes and, and get chose. Hello? <laughs> Please do. Um and take care of yourself. You've been through a lot, so be nice to yourself. But yeah, sister, I think it's time to to let this man go for good and let y'all go y'all separate ways romantically while you still co parent. Yep. Um, good luck. Our last letter comes from Bonito, who says, <clears throat> um, I'm 26 years old and I've been dating my 29-year-old boyfriend for the past five months. Everything is pretty good, but one of the problems I've noticed is that he drinks way too frequently. Before I met him, I was enjoying alcohol about once a week and sometimes once a month. I enjoy liquor, don't get me wrong, but my previous financial situation gripped me by my edges and told me not to buy liquor or to go out and drink. <laughs> We'll do that. Very real. 
Currently, my financial situation has gotten a lot better. So now I'm doing well and dating. But my man drinks about four to six days a week. I understand he's an outgoing person and enjoys the activity of doing new things, going new places and having fun. But there is not one single time where liquor hasn't also been part of the plans. Even after a day full of events and drinking, he'll come home and pour himself another glass. I've mentioned multiple times how I think he's drinking too much. And since being with him, my drinking has also increased to about three or four times a week. But he brushes it off and says this is nothing in comparison to when I was really drinking a lot. I know that's right. <laughs> Doll said, this is You ain't seen point. nothing, right? <laughs> she said, You mad at this? <laughs> oh. oh, honey. Granted, my man never gets shit faced and he's never a sloppy drunk. He's not mean or nasty, but he drinks a lot, both in quantity and in frequency. Is there anything I should do or say? Should I leave this alone? Should I break up with him? Should I even be bothered by his drinking at all? Any advice is helpful. Thanks and love the show. P.S. I can and do say no to drinking while I'm out with him, but I still drink more since we've gotten together. Right. Thanks, Benito. Yeah, no. <laughs> and I'm glad I'm I'm glad that you feel like you can say no, but just acknowledging yeah. that when you're with somebody who drinks Every time they go out, you will also kind of yeah pick up natural. some of that yeah pick up some of that same habit. Um. Well, I'm glad that you pointed out because I was gonna ask obviously like what kind of drunk is he and like or like how yeah does it get? Um. If he isn't like I I guess if it if me personally if he were. If his drinking didn't affect his personality in a way that, like, was disruptive mm-hmm. or concerning or uncomfortable or whatever, then I don't know how much it would bother me. Maybe it would... It, it's possible that it's also sort of a red flag, but it's like... I don't know. I guess I would be more so be curious to why you know especially like she's pointing out you go out and you drink a lot and then you'll come home and drink again (laughs) so it's like i guess i would want to know maybe where the the drinking is based in and maybe like pick at that um well i wouldn't actually try to analyze him (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe would ask or something like that or just try to observe to to figure out but um it doesn't sound like it's an immediate problem as much as it's a concern for you or mm-hmm. just something that you're not a fan of. Um, you obviously have already stated that you can control your own drinking to an extent, but you have been drinking more as a result of it. So that seems like it might be something that you're concerned with and i get that as well but i don't know like i i love me a nice olivia pope wine at home (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) don't we all i used to be someone who literally would drink if i went out and i would go out like on the weekend so at most i would drink once or twice a week if at all right um and as i've gotten older i will literally pour up especially since i do a lot more work at home now too which Mm -hmm. i don't know about him or whatever but 
I will like literally pour up a nice glass of wine and get to typing. Yeah. Sometimes a margarita. Yeah. Feeling special yeah. or whatever. And so, mm, I don't know. I think I would be, like I said, just more so curious on figuring out where it's coming from and keeping things uh, as happy and healthy as possible in that regard. But um, if it gets to a place where it's getting like, freaky abusive scary um mean then you already know what to do um yeah what do you think well so i think that drinking four to six days a week is excessive yeah definitely (laughs) um and if it if it's a concern for you then it it just is, and it doesn't necessarily have to be that his behavior is worse. Although, like you said, if his behavior was worse, then that would be like a clear sign to get the hell. But um, the fact that he's like, this ain't nothing compared to when I was heavily drinking is like, uh, my nigga, <laughs> four to six days a week. And like you going out and drinking and then coming home and drinking again, like as an alcoholic, that's a lot. That's a lot. And I would worry that. He has some shit going on that um, he doesn't want to confront or that um, he doesn't know how to cope with or that drinking is like his primary coping mechanism. So he just does that. Like there's drinking for fun and then there's drinking every day to get through the fucking day. Like, right. And it sounds like he's leaning more towards that drinking every day to get exactly. through the day side of things. So I would be concerned because he seems to have a dependency on alcohol. And right. And that is, you know, alcohol is literally a poison. So it is. <laughs> right? It's not good. It's not good for you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so true. Even like red wine. Like everybody's like, ooh, a glass of red wine. And the people who are like 110 say they drink red wine every day. Yeah. They have one glass of red wine a day and a glass is like four ounces. <laughs> They're not taking down bottles of red wine every day. They're like not taking we shots. <laughs> right. They're not abusing it. Like that's even with, you know, the wines where you can kind of maybe make an argument for it. But hard liquor, drinking that frequently. I would just, you know, without trying to psychoanalyze <laughs> him, which I really have to yeah. stop myself from doing. I I think um, for me, I would just be too uncomfortable with that dynamic. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I grew up in a house with an alcoholic and mm-hmm. a good 50% of my family, biological families, is alcoholics. So I... Yeah, I wouldn't say that you shouldn't be bothered because you are bothered for whatever reason, but um, I would strongly encourage him to see somebody about the drinking. There are um, substance abuse specialists, like therapists who literally specialize in this, and I would suggest that. But if he, that's the thing, if he doesn't feel like he has a problem and he doesn't feel like anything is wrong, he's like, I still go to work, you know? It's not like I'd be beating on you or yelling and screaming when I'm drunk or nothing. Like, if he doesn't want to change his drinking, you cannot make him do that. Um, yeah, but I think that, like, as his girlfriend... Boyfriend, these uh, are gay niggas. Oh, I never catch. I'm such a bum. Okay. <laughs> so, as his boyfriend, I think that you definitely have the... um 
ability to, without, you know, your notepad and pen, you can just sort of like talk and like, yeah, you know, and like pick his brain a bit. But, I'm concerned. Yeah. But like, I do agree that um, him seeing someone about it, even just having like conversations with a professional uh, that can get deeper into the mm-hmm. reasons for this dependency or possible dependency or whatever, then like, I feel like that would be better for everyone because even if you break up with him uh, tomorrow, four to six times a week is still excessive and mm-hmm. you, he should do something to curb that. And I think that, yeah, there are a lot of people who like, like for me, I wouldn't be, like I said, I wouldn't be like running for the door if it wasn't abusive or like, yeah, you know, scared. like if he was able to just manage himself, but you're like very clearly still drunk, I would still be concerned. And right. I'd, want that person to find some sort of help but i feel like when they get to a point where they are able to still function mm-hmm. it's kind of like help oh, what or like right. you said i it's been way worse this is great it's right like, is it because <laughs> he's like i'm functioning he, now you don't understand <laughs> i used to like, be drunk drunk your organs might not if you yeah, don't kill but right. let's let's yeah yeah. Good on you for thinking something and saying something and feeling something. And hopefully at least he will be receptive to talking to someone. About I mean, it. it sounds like he's not because he's saying this is nothing. But I just don't think four to six days a week is nothing. I actually think that's, oh, def- that's very much something. <laughs> very much. Like nothing in terms of like the, the, the number. Cause if, I mean, I guess it doesn't make a difference. But I've, I guess he, I was thinking he's like, oh, this is nothing in terms of like what i used to do how i act yeah or whatever but yeah he was definitely saying it's nothing compared to how much i used to drink which is which is you know that's real and we can acknowledge that maybe you used to yeah. have a much worse problem than you do now maybe that was before you even met him um but that is a lot and the and i would i would be sh- shocked if he does not have a dependency on alcohol has he tried to go without it have you seen what he's like when he's been sober for several days and hasn't had a drink or is trying to stop himself from drinking. That's like, the thing too. Mm, sounds point. like you're getting a lot of him while he's under the influence. <laughs> and That's what is, point. what is he like when he's sober for several days in a row? Is he that capable is of stopping or is, or is this really something he feels like he needs? So I would just, <laughs> I you would don't think it's a problem. Until you have it. Yeah. (laughs) And then when you're like, this is a problem. I'm finna drink some Listerine in order to get drunk. Then you're like, oh my God, (laughs) where, how are we here? (laughs) This is different. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, as somebody who is trying to get her own drinking under control, I could not be in a relationship with someone like this because I'm definitely going to go balls to the wall and do way too much and end up hurting myself. But, um, You know, you have to decide if this if I'm this also is like that. <laughs> if this is enough for you. I'm a, I'm a relationship sponge. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be woo. Me and my man getting fucked up. <laughs> shot, shot, shot. Like <laughs> no, let's not actually. Just not. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I would. Oof! I hate to say it. I would. But me, with my own history and all this, I would end up breaking up with him. This is not something Understandable. I could. Yeah, this is not something I could handle. Yeah. And sometimes it has to go there. Like, 
it sounds like maybe at you kind of have just sort of been like the tip of the iceberg in terms of the conversation with him about it. Mm -hmm. But maybe it does need to get a little bit deeper. And um, yeah, I would not be opposed to if you don't see any sort of change or possibility of change and just calling it because ultimately you are also concerned for yourself. Yeah. You know, and the amount that you are drinking, how it's affecting you as you should be. So, yes, you know, you want him to help to get the help he needs, but you also want to be healthy yourself. Right. Because your own drinking has really three to four times a week. That is also a lot. It's not as much. That is a lot. Four to six. And maybe you're not drinking as much as he is. But, you know, your own drinking has like quadrupled since you met this man. And, you know, I don't know that that's great either. So, you know, you have to take care of yourself. (laughs) three to four times a week last year a lot. And I was talking to my doctor oh, about it all the time. Drunk. Like, And I wasn't getting drunk. Like, I was just mm-hmm. like, I would just have something to drink. Tolerance is just high. <laughs> my tolerance yeah. is just sky high. <laughs> Sad to say. Um, but I would just have like a drink or whatever. And I noticed that I was doing it at home a lot more mm-hmm. sometimes just like oh i'm gonna watch a movie and have some wine or oh, i'm gonna have, watch a movie and have some Hennessy, or like play this game with some da, da, da. and again i wouldn't be getting fucked up but i would just notice that my the amount i was drinking increased and it made me uncomfortable because i also have alcoholics in my family yeah um and so i talked to my doctor about it and she was just kind of like well we're she has even to now will like ask me about it sometimes and just like we monitor it because it's just something to watch. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, you're putting poison. You are putting poison in your mouth. You are. You're doing that. And so it's fun. It's, <laughs> it's, it is. It's big, <laughs> it's big fun in the moment. <laughs> so, you know, it's just something to look out for and mm-hmm. to try, you know, to be as safe as possible. Right. So, so I wouldn't even, I, I wouldn't even focus on how he's feeling. I would focus on how you're feeling. Yeah. Is this a good situation for you to be in? Um, and and go from there. Good luck, Benito. That's a hard situation to be in. So um Sorry wishing yeah. N- <laughs> wishing you uh, the, the best working through I that. Shit wrong all the time. <laughs> and uh yeah, let's go ahead and end the questions there. If you have one for us, send it to asktheread at gmail.com. Alrighty, folks. We're back and it is now time for some reading. Take it away, Crystal, if you'd like. Yes, I just have a couple of very quick things to talk about, and then I'll get out of the way. First of all, this um, Olympic Committee decision to allow this 15-year-old Russian girl wow. to skate, despite the fact that she tested positive for a banned heart medication that actually does, you know, increase a person's athletic ability as opposed to Shakari Richardson and how she went through all that drama because she tested positive for a little weed, which as everybody knows will slow you down and doesn't yeah. actually enhance any fucking thing. So sure doesn't. So Shikari made this point herself and was like, I would love to know what the actual difference is between us. And the IOC was like, mm, well, you can't really compare the two because it was a totally different situation. You were in, you know, your thing came out way before the actual Olympics and the Americans are actually the ones who decided to disqualify you. And it was a 30 day thing. And this girl, you know, the test was done in December, but we're only just now finding out about it. And she's a minor. So she's a protected person. So it's not the same. And if she wins and there just won't be a ceremony and all this. And what that sounds to me, be quiet. right? Like, 
All that is sounding like to me is we're going to let this Russian white girl skate because she's a Russian white girl. And there is not a goddamn thing you can do about it. Nigger. Not one fucking thing. You might as well close your black ass mouth because there's not one goddamn (laughs) thing you can do. (laughs) Close them. (laughs) Close your weed sucking ass lips. Bitch. Uh yeah. Ridiculous. So I mean, honestly, I'm I'm not surprised at any of it. I'm not surprised that this girl failed the test. I'm not surprised Shikari said something. I'm not surprised that IOC was like, mm, these are individual cases and there's nothing really common about them at all, and blah blah blah. When what y'all could have done is what y'all would have done. If Simone Biles, for example, had tested positive in the middle of the goddamn Olympics and been like, what your ass won't do is tumble. What you won't be doing (laughs) is getting on no goddamn horse. You won't be getting on no beam. You won't be flipping and twirling and none of that shit won't be no shaking and gyrating over here from your nigger self. Like, that's what you could have done. You could have just said, find another 15 year old. This one is not skating. And even at the Olympics, the people who were actually doing the commentating was like, "Mm, this doesn't feel right. Like, we should not have seen this skate just now. She should not be allowed to still be here. It's a blatant (laughs) violation of the rules. And y'all being like, oh, well, it's different rules for minors. Minors are allowed to dope. Is that what you're saying? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Even if you don't look at it from a Shikari point of view, what about all the rest of the goddamn athletes there? I would have been like, so can I also take this banned heart medication? <laughs> Is she allowed because she's 15? What the fuck kind of sense does that make? It doesn't. Like, it's not computing. So, fuck y'all for that. Thank you, Shikari, for even bringing it up because I really don't be too tuned in to the Winter Olympics, but... The the double standard and being like, oh, well, America decided to do it. And if they hadn't, y'all would have did it. So please cut the shit. Just cut the shit. Because we all know better than that. Secondly, um, Tinder Swindler. Wow. Have you I've watched Tinder Swindler? I have not watched Twin Tendisha Swindisha, but I've been... Uh... I've heard about it way too much, so I guess I'm just going to probably on my flight or something, I'll try to check it out. So... I really don't want it. I was highly entertained. Okay. But after about the first 30 minutes, I stopped taking notes because it got progressively more ridiculous. Um, Essentially, this white man was posing as the son of the King of Diamonds... Um, and was claiming to be That's a member point. of the Le- <laughs> I should have known your Miami ass was gonna go straight there. <laughs> oh no. No, actual diamonds, like a like a billionaire family. He was claiming to be oh, a billionaire. On um, Tinder. Th- so there you go. First of all, thank you so okay. much. Thank you so Perfect. much. No, because the question is valid. <laughs> I just have a few things I want to share with the girls. Um <laughs> <laughs> that I learned from watching this Netflix special that I think y'all may need to absorb. First okay. of all, there are no billionaires on Tinder. There's just not. <laughs> Here's the thing about being a billionaire. You don't have to swipe right. The whole globe is swiping right on you. All you have to do is go places and do things. It don't take nothing else. 
If this man was actually a billionaire, he would not be on Tinder. And it definitely would not be, oh, well, because one of the girls, the first girl was like, oh, I saw him on a dating app and I sent him a message. And then he sent me one back saying, you know, I'm leaving the country tomorrow morning, but let's meet up for coffee. No billionaire is going to do that. If they are leaving the country in 12 hours, they're not taking time out of their day to go meet with your regular broke ass first. (laughs) They're not doing that. Like, it sounds like a really cute movie starring, like, Anne Hathaway from 2005. But, girl, IRL, no. Please, please. It doesn't make sense. And and this whole, like, oh, well, you know, he was showering me with gifts and all this. This is also another red flag. It's called love bombing and people throwing all this attention and gifts and, and shit like that at you when you just met is a massive warning. Like, girl, uh uh-uh, no, ma'am. And also, also, nobody who is a billionaire is going to sit here and open up their fucking heart to you 30 seconds after y'all met, talking about their trauma or the things that stress them out, the shit they go through and all this. Billionaires are very private people. (laughs) Rich people in general um, tend to keep their walls up and especially with regular degla everyday ass niggas are not going to sit here and try to forge no ultra close connection. They don't actually want to do that with us. I just need y'all to understand that nobody who is the Prince of Diamonds will ever, please, if you don't hear nothing else, please just hear this. <laughs> the Prince of Diamonds will never, ever, ever need to ask you for anything that has a monetary value. Not ever. Not ever. No, ma'am. If he is a billionaire, his daddy is a billionaire, you Googling him and his family and you see how much money they have and you see in pictures that are clearly Photoshopped, but whatever, and, and all this other shit about how rich they are, that person is never going to need you to sell your car, to sell your house, to pawn your belongings, to take out 20, 30, 50, $250,000 cash advances and credit limit increases from American Express. That person is never going to need to borrow your Amex. It's never, and what he kept saying is my enemies are after me and they're shutting down my cards and they're doing this. So why don't you ask your billionaire daddy to help out? Why are you asking me, a regular bitch who got to get up and go to work tomorrow to take out a loan so that you can have something? Why would that ever be the case? You rich and not just your daddy, your whole fucking family's rich. So are the women like, are the women doing the like, the like 60 minutes interview style where you're, you're shadowed and your voice is all warbled? And oh, no. Can, like, oh no, oh no, oh no. You get to see their face. Oh yeah, the- oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And they the way that you would never <laughs> catch my goddamn eye <laughs> admitting any of that, bitch, please. And I okay. don't, I don't, I, I'm trying to avoid this, the victim blaming of like, bitch, how could you? But I, just, so what I want you to understand is like, these are things that won't happen. A yeah. billionaire will never ask you for money. No, be serious. You have a job. Why would he ask you for money? Yeah. This man has the kind of wealth that don't just vanish. If your daddy is the diamond man. Yeah. Yeah. 
Why don't you just go get a diamond? <laughs> just pick a diamond off the diamond tree. Why do just why do I need it. to why do I need to call American Express and beg for a hundred thousand dollars worth of uh loans and money and credit increases? Why would I need to do that for you? Why would that why and then of course <laughs> Once they take out like an ungodly amount of money, he's like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll pay you back and it's coming immediately. And then he like photoshops some fake documentation of him sending the deposit and the deposit never comes. And then he stops answering the phone and you realize what you've gotten yourself into. And the girls have started a GoFundMe because they're trying to recoup about $800,000 that they have lost because of this man. Um, which is sad. And, you know, I'm just going to say, I'm sure somebody will help. It won't be me, but, um, for the rest of you, for the rest, and, and one of the girls was like, yeah, I'm still on Tinder. It wasn't Tinder's fault. (laughs) Damn sure. Well, hello. It was was not Tinder's fault. I know the good folks over at Tinder went right over to Netflix. And we're like, you won't be using our name unless there's a clear disclaimer. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) You better go ahead and dive right yeah. in there and remind the girls that ain't got nothing to do with us. Yeah. Hello and thanks. Yeah. Extremely entertaining documentary, but not something that I can see the average black girl getting caught up in. And I know y'all said that there are black girls somewhere in it, either at the very beginning or at the very end. I didn't really see that. Um, but what I know is that he didn't gank them for no quarter million dollars. I know that. Because... Not even just like, oh, black girls got too much sense for that. But like black girls literally not going to get approved for that kind of money without like being able to clearly demonstrate an ability to pay it back. And, you know, maybe because y'all Scandinavian, y'all countries have different laws or whatever, but it don't work like that for us. It's simply black people. We're not getting away with that kind of bullshit. And Amex showed up to your door talking about where is our shit? Girl. Behind a billionaire. I just want to reiterate, a billionaire. Do you know how much money it takes to be rich? Not a lot. Not even a million dollars. You're talking about somebody who is worth billions. And you going into your pocket? But that's what these manipulators do. They throw a bunch of money and attention at you. They talk about how this is amazing and they've never had a connection like this before. And they get you feeling all good about them. And then it's, oh, my God, babe, my enemies, my enemies, my enemies. Like, mm-mm. tell your enemies, uh, you know, uh, I'm so sorry. Um, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That's what my guy said. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah. as far as me dipping into my 401k, me risking my credit, my good standing with them white folks over at American Express, I won't be doing it. <laughs> I won't be doing it. Best of luck to you. I just want you girls to learn something from this. What a fucking mess. You have to, I, you should watch it because it is hilarious. Cause they be dragging themselves. I'm just thinking like so many things I want to watch, you know? I feel that. So many things I... I feel that. I do. <laughs> but it was... I really enjoy. It was highly entertaining. I just... No, I'm going to check it out. I'm worried for the girls. So, you know, just a quick PSA from me to you. Best of luck. I saw some of the girls talking about it on Discord. It's so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, shout out to our Discord. Y'all are having big fun over there. <laughs> yeah, it's very lively. We're having a it. good time. Yeah, it is fun. Okay. But, yeah, I'm done. Alrighty. Well, I just have two quick things. One... Um, fuck the uh, Bridgewater Commons 
a mall or shopping center in New Jersey and the police uh, therein. There was a video that took place recently of a fight that took place between a 14-year-old black child um, and oh, a white kid that yes. I believe is 15. Um, the 14-year-old in the video was, first of all, this white kid who's taller than him, a bit bigger, puts his finger in his face over and over again mm-hmm. and then eventually pushes him. They start mm-hmm. to fight. Now, woo, it takes the cops in the small mm, close to 30 seconds, 20, 30 seconds before they even get there. When they do get there, they pull this white guy, this white kid off yeah. of the black, the black one and basically sit him down to the side on a nearby couch. Um, I didn't see if anyone asked him if he wanted like a LaCroix, but it had that energy. Okay. Um, now the black kid rather was tackled by a cop. Let's just call him cop two. And then had his, mm-hmm. basically his body slammed to the ground. And then the cop two has his like whole body and leg pressed on his back. After mm-hmm. cop one sits down our white friend, she then joins cop two yep. by pressing her knee into this 14-year-old black kid's neck. Yep. He is not resisting. He did not start the fight. He is not the only kid that was fighting there. And there is no need for two police officers mm-hmm. to Grown be ass. to literally be shoving their body weight against him into the ground. Mm-hmm. Fuck both of y'all. They need to be removed from their positions. They should not be securing, policing anybody, anywhere, the fuck ever in your motherfucking lives. We are already accustomed to and used to people, specifically the police, and in this country treating black people like this. But there's a different level of disgust and evil when it is children. When it is children, you're talking about a 14-year-old who, by the way, according to an interview that I saw him do uh, with his mom afterwards, say he was defending uh, one of his friends who was in seventh grade that was being bullied by this other kid. Yeah. So this white kid is literally fucking with, <laughs> fucking with them, starts a fight. Man. And the right thing to do would have been to come over and to treat them as equals. Yes. Because this is two teenagers fighting. So you would think that y'all would just break it up because y'all are grown. But no. But you didn't do that. You Instead, didn't. you decided to just allow this white kid to go to the fucking food court and get a fucking pizza or whatever if he <sighs> wanted to and treated this white boy like he was a fucking monster. I'm disgusted. I'm tired. Fuck that place. I don't think I've ever even been. Girl, I could probably count on, on one hand the amount of times I've been to Jersey, period. So I'm <laughs> sure I've never been to whatever the fuck Bridgewater Commons is. But that place can suck my nutsack and the cops in there can do it doubly. I hope you bitches lose your motherfucking job. Mm. I'm glad that this this student is okay. Thank God. Um, his mom is pissed, obviously. She seems to also be okay. I hope they sue the girls blind. Please do. Um, and then lastly, I just want to say, um, I still, you know, make an... I don't, I don't think I would say make an effort. I just don't talk about whatever is going on with Kanye's dramas and posts and <sighs> things. And I'm not going to do it today. Oh, I what know. I did want to say... Um, I saw a clip of him at the Super Bowl where he was like up on the screen for a second. Oh. <laughs> and I saw North. <laughs> he 
He was up on the screen looking like the boss from Squid Game, literally in a black hoodie and some black shit over his face. The normal, the usual thing. Yeah. And he went up on the screen for a second and the girl started booing him. Now, typically, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but <laughs> he was very clearly sitting next to his children. Mm. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Well, now it wasn't like an uproar, like it, it wasn't like the entire stadium, but it was very clearly audible. Yeah. <laughs> tomato, tomato, tomato. He's mm-hmm. sitting next to his babies. Like, this is why I have no, this is why I love parodying and making fun of sports fans in the first, because what the fuck was that guy? Are you kidding me? This is like, come on, bro. Yeah. I, I just really feel there. for these kids because especially North is fully old enough and aware enough. I mean, I don't know how aware she is, but she's fully old enough at this point mm-hmm. to know like what's going what's on up? and yep. probably have a strong enough understanding of why. Mm-hmm. Her daddy's sitting next to her at a football game with a fucking mask on his face. And let's just watch the game. First of all, I think it's dumb that people even do that. That I mean, let like, when you go to sports games, how they put the celebrity who's there up on the Jumbotron oh, yeah. or whatever. I think that shit is so dumb. And nine times out of ten, the celebrity doesn't want you to do that and don't give a fuck about mm-hmm. being... The only person who, who even cares about being on camera most of the time is the person sitting behind them or next to them. Yeah, usually. <laughs> so, like, girl, just watch the fucking game. It don't matter that it don't, whoever the fuck shot John is in this bitch, too. So, Doja Cat came to the game. Great. Like... She's not performing. Mary is. Like, we don't need to, like, let them people just watch the fucking game like you're watching the fucking game. Right. But at least have, like, decency as people to be, to, like, shut the fuck up or something. Why are you booing this man when he's sitting next to his children? Why do you even know what's going on with Kanye West? Like, no shade, but I do not know what even that man is doing because I am that uninterested. Well, I was going over the (laughs) halftime show. And doing a lot of Googling over the halftime show and through, you know, mm-hmm. memes and comments of that, I saw not only them, but also Blue walking into the stadium. I saw Beyonce and Jay-Z enjoying mm-hmm. the halftime show. I saw Doja Cat yelling, sports, <laughs> ball, <laughs> games. And then somebody literally interrupting her. <laughs> like, Actually, find that video if you get a chance because it, it's it made me chuckle. You seen it? She's such was a like, character. The, like, she was, like, doing whatever. And then someone, like, stopped her out of nowhere and, like, said something like, how are you or, or whatever. And she was like, I'm good. I'm good. And in my mind, I was like, what she wanted to say was, I was good until you until interrupted the good time that I was motherfucking having. Did you see me? I was having fun. My business. And then here you come. Yeah, she's a, <laughs> she's a fun girl, actually. I feel like yeah. y'all would get along. <laughs> Yeah, I do feel like I would go along with, with <laughs> y'all, the chat. Y'all should go to the uh, y'all should go to the strip club together. <laughs> yeah, I could yeah, see that. Yeah. Um. But yes, I'm done. Let's just let's Ciao. let's do the best that we can. Have. Yeah, continue to leave me out of whatever Kanye West is doing and Kim Kardashian. And, but that's too. the thing. I don't. In care. this case, <laughs> the answer is nothing. This isn't even just about sitting him for here me. with his children. So, like, why? This, 
Like, I have zero interest in the rest of the parade. <laughs> and that's why I don't talk Amen. about it. Amen. You know what I mean? Obviously, I do see more of the headlines than you do because I gather headlines for this prod- right. podcast every week. Right. But I scroll right past each and every single one of them. This came on my across my feed in a different way. Yeah. And I'm just like, look at adorable ass Saint here waving at the camera like, hey! just being happy as ever oh, all right. the time and y'all are being dickheads yeah and north is always it's just like i'd rather be at home and the only reason i saw this at all is because i do follow nori's black book on instagram which is <laughs> i refuse i'm sorry it's I'm not gonna so that. funny I'm it so is sorry. funny it is hilarious because <laughs> the black woman so the kardashians brought her on the last season because they were like, who is Nori's black book? And it is a black woman who runs the account, which obviously, because it's just too it funny for it to have been yeah. a white person. But yeah, it's really she, aware. <laughs> she posted the video because, first of all, North had a whole attitude looking like, why am I even next to Saint? <laughs> yeah. But she was like, I, love her. I was over this from the beginning, girl. I thought I was going to be in a suite. And here y'all go out here with everybody yeah. else. I could have been at home watching Euphoria. So, like... I adore that account, but <laughs> if I, <laughs> but if I wasn't uh, following Nori's Black Book, I would have never seen this. I that's yeah. my only connection to anything to do. They with had people. her on their show. They oh, brought her own. On yeah, it was a whole promo of like Kim and Chloe calling their friends, being like, "Are you Nori's Black Book? Are you Nori's Black Book?" And then being like, "Bitch, I wish like you don't have no friends funny enough to be Nori's that is Black." So book. fraud, bitch! You know none of your goddamn friends and nobody you know that. That you knew was that. You know that. Page. But they did Ew, bring her. On. They did so bring stupid. that black woman on, and you know, I guess Kim well, okay. follows it, and you know. <sighs> I just, it's very funny to me. But again, my only connection to what them people are doing is that Instagram account. Otherwise, I do love I'm not North tapped in. <laughs> has kept that same energy of, I don't need to be here. <laughs> I don't like it. She definitely was like looking it. like, girl, why are we here? <laughs> I'm talking about since she was like wailing oh, yes. at the Anna Winter. When Kanye dancer. and Kim used to Y'all drag her learn. to all the shows. <laughs> she was like, bitch, I said, Home. I said Paw Patrol. I said popcorn and movies. The fuck are we doing? I don't care about this. Take me out of this bullshit. <laughs> yes. And girl, I ain't care about this game, so I know that baby didn't. Right. Right. She definitely did. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I think the Instagram account may be influencing me because I'm like, nah, she said fuck it. She no, she loved house. it. It was sickening. She <laughs> said on the page that it was up and stuck. <laughs> like let me calm down but yeah anyway i'm finished not worried about them uh grown-ass people as always just concerned with the children and that's my main praying for their absolute best because this that's it that's why this hurt me like like, that's why it bothered me because like like if he was sitting there by himself and they booed him i probably would have just half laughed or not reacted to it at all but the fact that they had to be right like witness to it and be sitting there yeah. and basically be boo- booing too nigga. right you're essentially booing them too yeah it's I like would, i would hate for the kids to think the booing was about them right that would be really this i got nothing to do with that nigga for me <laughs> like mm-hmm. i was yeah. way more like annoyed by the fact that y'all had the nerve that's very on brand for you <laughs> when these babies were on the fucking camera that is very on brand like for put you. the fucking bud light down you fucking losers kid fury do not care about adults he cares about i don't Animals and children, and in the that end. order, <laughs> and in that in that order, in that order, 
In that order? Please, In Mama D. Order. Please. All right. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that is going to wrap up this week's episode of The Read. Don't forget to subscribe to our brand new Patreon over at patreon.com slash The Read. Um, and don't forget to check us out on social media at This Is The Read. Our website is thisistheread.com. Any other news from you before we head out? Um, no, but I did see while I was gathering hot topics this week that um, Tyrese's mom passed away. Oh, so no. rest in peace to her and prayers to him and his fam because that sucks. I think she was dealing with COVID. Um, oh, that is sad. So I'm sure he's not doing well. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry to hear that. Uh, my condolences to him and his people. Um, and for everyone else, take care of yourselves and we will see y'all next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.